This is Alt Haven's exclusive live stream of Predation. If you're eager to witness the live action firsthand, join us on Twitch every Monday night at 6pm PST on twitch.tv slash Althaven. If you're savoring what you hear and want more captivating content, explore Althaven's other remarkable podcasts, like $2 Creature Feature and Pest Control. Our extensive backlog spans from the mystical realms of ghosts, werewolves, and vampires to the cosmic adventures of Star Trek and the heroic tales of superheroes. Your support is invaluable to Alt Haven, and we appreciate every moment you spend with us. Thank you for being part of our Haven. Welcome back to the Cretaceous Period, everyone. I'm Eric Campbell here with the Stream Punks for Chapter Six of S the Legacy of Silver Creek. I'm never going to not almost say Secrets of Silver Creek. I did this to myself. Um, <laughs> we are back here for Chapter Six. Um, after thank you, by the way, real quick before we start off, thank you to everyone who joined us for our Q and A last week. It was a lot of fun just to hang with you guys, answer questions, connect with Ox Crew again. Always a blast. We're going to try to look for opportunities to do that in the future um and see if we can't set something like that up um but for now um we have a couple of quick announcements before we kick the game off uh who would like to go first Some oh oh, oh me me teacher me teacher okay um so uh i do the show with my partner called morning ritual and we have a very exciting guest uh this week we have the wonderful amelia uh tyler who you will better know as the narrator, narrator. for the uh, for the game Baldur's Gate 3. Just rated uh, her today. I was, she is yeah. awesome. I am going to ask her to say such weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you're watching a stream punk stream and your intelligence is dropping. Listen, you only get one chance <laughs> to get the, the narrator of Baldur's Gate yeah. to give you a voicemail answering machine thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a woman, but she she seems to enjoy it. Like she seems to that whole cast has got mischief written all over them. Oh, absolutely! I, I was in a campaign with her a while ago. She's 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 good uh, good people. So right on. I just wanted to I just wanted to uh, get that out there. Okay, you can stop perceiving me now. All right. Anybody else got any announcements? Anybody else? Uh, you can do. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, as always, as ever, go check out my stories on Storyloom. I'm Apizaliza, A-P-I-Z-A-L-I-Z-A. -I, I have two stories. One is completed and one is ongoing. Uh, and then I'm going to be at New York Comic Con this week, like in two days. Um, so if you are in New York at New York Comic Con, come over and say hi to me if you see me. I will probably be wearing a light blue mask because I got a whole box of them for this trip. <laughs> I usually like the multicolored ones, but I just went all in on one color, whatever. Um, boxes are fashion. I mean, masks are fashion, and boxes of masks are boxes of fashion. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, say hi to me if you see me. And also, if you are at New York Comic Con or not, go to verse.game and sign up. Uh, you can potentially get access, early access to a closed beta, and we're announcing who all is writing games with us for this first round of creators and um it's a doozy of a list it's an amazing list of creators and we have even more people who are like lined up to work with us in the near future and i'm so excited i did the same thing yeah. <laughs> those are my announcements all right thank you elisa anybody else yes caitlin 
Um, so this is not really a, as much of an announcement, but the Blazes Radio won two of the awards. We were up. Yeah, you did. And I'm so yeah! excited. Yeah! yeah! You did. So we are talking about the start of the Dallas V. It leads into it leads into the actual announcement, which is Thin Places Radio season two starts on Friday the thirteenth, and I'm really excited about it. Um, the the episode I believe we're on. Oh, 20 it will be our next one and that will go up on uh, early morning friday so keep an eye out i'm really excited to be back i love the show very much and i'm uh delighted by the fact that we won some stuff which is really cool um so that's that's very fun go check it out go listen to it uh and catch up before the new season uh and then my second announcement is that the following sunday so sunday the 15th the cast of Power Play uh, is reuniting for a, a charity one-shot for the Maui Strong Fund. Um, we're going to be playing something not set in the Power Play universe. We're not, you know, don't 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 worry about any of that. It's completely new, uh, brand new stuff. Just a fun one-shot that I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, ch- uh, follow uh, Power Play RPG on wherever you follow people, uh, and that's where most of the info will be. It was announced this morning. There's a fun little graphic that went up that I think looks really cool. Mm. I definitely made it. Um, uh, so check that out uh, and catch us on Sunday. We're excited to do that. I think that's all of my announcements. I should write these down ahead of time. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Caitlin. Anybody else have anything else before we start our game tonight? Yes, Sam DeLive. I normally have to have some sort of segue to talk about my science, but my science live now on youtube.com slash at DeLevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y, is straight up about the late Cretaceous period. So if you are here, it is relevant uh, because it's, well, it's not not spoilers. I know you think you know the spoiler about the thing with the rock, but other stuff was going on and may have played an equal, if not larger role. So find out what will really be our character's demise by either A, sticking around for this upcoming episode, or B, going and watching uh, the latest episode of Making Name Science. (laughs) We who are about to die are excited. (laughs) All right, with that, let's go ahead and kick off chapter six of Legacy of Silver Creek. All right, welcome back. We left off at a pretty critical moment where Caitlin's head was about to explode. and it happens. It happens. <laughs> you think it's rare, but it happens. Um, we left off at a critical moment where you guys had just encountered one of the, we'll say, larger scaled creatures of the Cretaceous period. Certainly, as most of you all have known, anybody who has got Google on hand would know that a Dinosuchus is a very large ancestor of a modern crocodile alligator family. This Dinosuchus is particularly large, but the one known as Grimscale is mutatingly large, is astronomically large. And you all had you all had a quick encounter with the legendary Grimscale in our previous chapter. You also managed to uncover some more secrets. Now, this was taking place in the center of this hurricane, this storm that has struck Silver Creek. So keep in mind. The calm weather that you are all experiencing right now here on the banks, the muddy banks of this great river that runs through the center of Laramidia is currently calm only because you are in the eye of the storm. And at any moment, you guys are going to be subjected to the outrageously dangerous weather patterns that have been whipping and crashing around Silver Creek for the past six hours now. I'll have this moment of reprieve. You have run north 
of Silver Creek in search of one of your own. Just as a quick reminder, Joe, who thought it would be a good idea to get that strange device that um, Ozzy had, get it as far away as possible, ran out the front gates of Silver Creek thinking that getting some distance between Ozzy and this device would somehow sort of mitigate the effects of what was taking place. Right now, there's a lot of theories bounce around in the group. You guys think it might be Dahlia and her sensitivity with time anomalies could be triggering this thing? Joe is starting to think that it might be Ozzy that's triggering this thing. Not enough data. However, it is worth noting that upon running north with the device, it did eventually power itself down again. Whether or not that's related is difficult to say. What we do know, though, is right now you are being loaded up onto a dyno, Joe, because you're not doing so well. <laughs> you are currently covered in mud. And I believe I was unconscious cool. last we saw yeah, her. <laughs> we're unconscious. You've had, you've had a rough afternoon. Um, also, Zach is getting ready to depart with you to get you back to Silver Creek for medical attention as quickly as possible. While the rest of you are all trying to linger behind right now and try to figure out what exactly is going on here and what this device has done. What's particularly interesting is you guys have uncovered a second device of some kind. It doesn't look like it's the kind that you brought with you. It looks like some kind of holographic projector or recording of some kind. It looks like it's been out here for, for a while, but you managed to uncover it once you over, where you received a message being emanated from it saying it apparently was from Dahlia. It looped over and over and over again. Dahlia was able to interact with it and understand it and see it. And it said, if you would like to read the note, Caitlin, because you had it word for word in your notes. Wow, I'm so smart. Okay, hold on. Um, Did you like I waited until, oh, right when I wait, right, I waited until you put your notes away. And then I was like, yeah, so. Thanks. No, I, I didn't put them away. I just lost all my windows went down. Okay. Oh, geez. The hologram that is Dahlia, maybe Dahlia, maybe another Dahlia, maybe older Dahlia says, I don't know if I can stop them, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to, if they succeed, they save Silver Creek. All right. We're picking up after those moments. Dahlia is holding this device, has just played that message of what might be a future version of herself saying this. She's currently standing there at the banks, staring at this, trying to comprehend what it is that she just saw. What is everyone else doing? Right now, I know that Zach has loaded Joe up onto the back of Atticus, our beloved trike, and is going to be taking Joe back to Silver Creek before the storm hits again, yeah? Trying to get to that. You're trying to get yep. through that window. Yeah, we, we've got to... We've move quickly to stay in the eye of the storm because moving a big trike and an unconscious person through the storm is going to be much harder than if we just quickly move while we're still in the eye. And almost ominously, Zach, as you've loaded as you've loaded her back onto the back of Atticus, she has managed to stabilize. You kind of get her leaning up against the great crest of this trike. Um, the grass around you has started to sway 
and a wind that is slowly starting to pick up. You're all starting to feel that once again, that sort of precursor to an oncoming storm. And indeed, that scattered cloud cover overhead that allowed you to see through the thick grays and dark, dark, dark blacks of like this oncoming storm. You can see patches of that blue being slowly swallowed up again as this great storm is continuing to move what looks like to be west across the land. Um, you're not sure how, if you guys want, in fact, if anybody here has any kind of survival for that you think might, that you think might help you predict the weather, sort of like a nature check as you were, or a survival check, if you want to see if you can try to understand how much time you might have out here at Jaeger Swamp, or you need to beeline it back to Silver Creek, uh, go ahead and make a roll and tell me what you're rolling. If you've got a skill that you think will apply. How do you feel about geography for this? Geography? Not from the meteorological side, but from the movement over space. Because remember, uh, I got a really good uh, rundown of the surrounding area and its scale and the movement of the storm uh, from Michael Yen. Um, I'll allow it, but I probably won't give you how much time you have. I'll probably give you how much time it'll take you to cross the distance you need to get back to Silver Creek. Would acrobatics be better? I realize I should have asked. Yes, acrobatics works for everything. Okay, fantastic. The only thing it does not work for is... Uh, no, 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 it does work for astrophysics. Never mind. Yeah, yeah they both start with A. Yeah, that I makes forgot. perfect sense. What's the difficulty? <laughs> the school of Bonnie, you know. Um, the difficulty for this is... Oh, let me pull that up. Um, difficulty of this is going to be three. Thank you. So you need a nine or better. I would also like to uh, embrace my inner body and uh, make an argument for myself. You would like, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I would like to use my, um, my walk with dinosaurs to uh -huh. be able to gauge the weather based on how the, the creatures around me are acting. Oh, uh, okay. I wouldn't have you roll for that. Oh, okay. What I would probably tell you is, is that all the creatures, all of the dino friends that are around you guys right now are reacting like they know that there's a storm coming. Um, the, the, the pterosaurs in particular want to take to the sky and get out of here. Is kind of the, that's just an instinctual impulse. Now the players actually have control over those characters. So they get to decide whether or not they do such a thing, but their instinct is definitely screaming at them as it is with other animals that fly is to get out of the way of the storm. But, but honestly, beyond that, Zach, it's hard. I believe to tell. we didn't take. I think the flying creatures did I not come behind in Silver Creek because y'all did not want a chance. Yeah, I think, base, I think. Yeah, even Vern even walking, came with, and that was it. Yeah, e even walking, it is dangerous because pterosaurs have those very large wings, and even folded up on their sides as they're strolling through the grass. When the wind picks up, it becomes very difficult for them. They have not evolved into the whole bird thing just yet. For what it's worth, Bruno could definitely fly if he wanted to. He just doesn't want to, and that's why he doesn't fly. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah, I just, for the record. And at that point, Dahlia does kind of, in, in almost like a dreamlike state, does come wandering back over to where Bruno is, holding this device and looking very troubled. Does it have the weird feeling? Uh, it doesn't have the... It does not. No, the device does not. It does hmm. not have the weird feeling. Hmm. Uh, then it is of no interest 
to Bruno, and Bruno would like to snake his long neck into whatever rain parka, poncho, etc. Uh, okay. uh, Dahlia has going on uh, huh. to, because there's there is a storm. It is returning, and this time it really will kill us all. There are little pitter-patters of fat rain droplets that are slapping against the large blades of grass near all of you, indicating that at least it's started to drizzle again. <laughs> Dahlia says, okay, okay, okay. Um... Are we staying? What what are we doing? Are we going to stay? Did we need uh, to we were, something? No, you. We were waiting for you. You go, all good? Oh. Got what you need? Oh, sorry. I think I got what I needed. Okay, let's go. Okay. She moves over to Bruno and just goes, okay, okay. And mounts up on the back of Bruno. Um, If you would, please. Do me a favor. Actually, no, because PC's not here. We're just going to have this auto succeed, so... Mounts up on the back of Bruno at a difficulty of three. Bruno, you get the idea that Dahlia wants you to once again carry her back. It is worth noting that you can absolutely carry a full-fledged human being, but it's not one of those things. Bruno, as large and as powerful as Bruno is, this is not a comfortable ride for either one of you. <laughs> so short distances is probably the best you can manage. Um, both of you are probably going to need to take a break as soon as you get back to Silver Creek, just to paint that picture for you. You know uh, when a dog uh, tries to run away from their own butt? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it's like for Bruno for someone to be riding on Bruno. They right. run, he runs, but it's just because he's trying to get away from it. I'm gonna say that uh, Dahlia is probably gonna need to hit up the Tiger Bomb when she gets back to Silver Creek. Um, but with that, Bruno, she gets on top of you and secures this what looks like this bizarre piece of tech. By the way, the piece of tech that she's holding, it almost looks like a an L-shaped comm unit of some kind that has. Uh, what appears to be sort of like a flickering dying display on it. Like it's sputtering to life and dying out again and again. Um, it is covered in mud, but notably it also looks like it has succumbed to the passage of time or some kind of wear and tear. It looks like the metal itself is somewhat fatigued. She puts it on. It's been laying in the mud. If it is something from Sati, it's probably durable as hell and just fine. Um, it's hard to tell. She clips it onto her belt and kind of folds one of her wraps over it and just tightens it to her side. And with that, you guys are going to take off. I'm guessing everyone's headed back to Silver Creek. Out of curiosity, though, the one person I have not heard from is the other Joe, that which is known as Ozzy. What is Ozzy doing? Yes, I get that a lot. The other Joe. The other Joe. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I. <laughs> if I could get uh, Dahlia out of there, then that's fantastic. The The immediate 180 is a lot, and yet not wholly out of character from what I remember from Dahlia mm -hmm. back at Sati. Okay. So I I will gladly ride that wave with where the wave is us getting out of the place with the big chompy Saurus. Right, yes, because you are still all within the territory. Here here at Jaeger Swamp, you are technically it's it's kind of this is kind of the outskirts of Grimscale's territory. Grimscale is mostly known for Swimming in the territories up north does not come down this far south usually, but this hurricane probably changed a few things. Um, so why don't we do this? Um, if everyone could please make me a strength check. And the difficulty is going to be two. So a standard difficulty needs six or better. 
is this, this for making your way back to Silver yes, Creek? Yes, essentially. So if you've got like athletics or stamina or anything that's going to help you get back to Silver Creek. Uh, Atticus can take one more passenger if oh, there's one person who would not like to better. make this check. Yeah, if anybody doesn't want to try. <laughs> I, I thought I was that passenger. Oh, are you riding of there oh, too? That's okay. right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, I didn't know if you were. I didn't know if you were leading Atticus or riding Atticus. No, Zach is making sure you stay on the back of Atticus. Yeah. So Zach was going to ride <laughs> Atticus back. Sorry, Ozzy. <laughs> or I could take care of my friend. No, no, no. It's, it's it makes sense. I have more might than Zach does, so clearly I should make the check. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad, actually. I rolled the might check and got a nineteen. Oh, man. There goes that. I need to hold my limp, bloodless body on. <laughs> Uh, I got a 13. Sorry, I forgot because it went away. Y'all are doing all right. Okay. Uh, It sounds to me like everyone's going to get back to Silver Creek at a decent amount of time. Zach, you were definitely getting us back to Silver Creek much faster. Atticus, curiously, to anybody who's on the outside looking in, you being somebody who just has a natural understanding of the emotional state of dinosaurs... You just grew up around them, and it's it's not even just that, Zach, for you. It's just a talent. You just know them. You are like, you know, Steve Irwin when it comes to, to animals. You can just read. You just get what they're, what they're up to and what they're doing. As you are on the back of Atticus, Atticus takes to you immediately and senses exactly what you need and that there is a sense of urgency. Atticus is also, as animals are, pretty aware that something is wrong with uh, Joe gets the idea that something is up with Joe and is currently trying to move as much of that 12 and a half ton body as he can. <laughs> this trike just kind of trotting. If you've ever seen, again, my favorite visual is imagining the girth, that huge frame of a rhinoceros, the way they look when they, when they trot or when they like jog almost, when they just kind of trample along. Um, Trike, kind of the same thing, just all of this muscle and fat and just like this big, thick body as this great trike is just stomping through this muddy area, splattering mug everywhere. Um, you guys head back to, by the time you guys reach the gates of Silver Creek, the wind is picked up again. Um, it's the kind of, it's not bad, it's the kind of wind that'll whip your hair around real good. Um, the kind of wind that'll just get in your face and blow things across the street. Um, when you get inside, the, the gates open for you all immediately as you move underneath this gateway as soon as you do hopping down from her post you see piper just come running up to everybody just breathlessly and goes is she okay how bad is it we don't know yet we gotta get to first aid all right bring the gate down and you see a few of the guards just nodding to piper and piper um leads atticus through the streets of silver creek and towards the back back walls where you see, you know, Melina holds her lab where the sick bay is for everybody. Um, moving back there, you see a couple of people making space. <laughs> you also see, um, as you're coming back, you see a sweeping up glass and like putting things outside. You, <laughs> all of you see uh, Michael Yen stop and go, oh, did you find her? Is she okay? She's fine. There was enough currents with leeches oh no she'll need rest and hydration yeah melina melina will have a thing for that she's not gonna be the first person to ever get stuck by the leeches up in uh jaeger's swamp 
But if that's all that you guys ran into, then we consider ourselves lucky. Uh, my home is open to everyone when you come back, though. So feel free to shelter up here again. Just, I ask, please, no more pterosaurs in my living room. <laughs> hmm. uh, Zach is just going to lead Atticus uh, to, to... Oh, wait. Atticus wasn't staying in town. Not supposed to be in town, but has been ushered in by Piper. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, I think Joe will hand i mean i think zach will hang joe off to someone Piper, uh, piper's waiting for it yeah kind of lifts her, kind of, i got her i got her i got her and what would you have me do with atticus you got to get atticus out of here uh just, much. Just, yeah turn him around if you can back and back out send him back out the gate will do hey he moved do you see piper move over to atticus and lean in and just rub that big snout and up the horn and just go, hey, you were real good today. You did good. Pats him on the horn. And Atticus, if Atticus understands, Atticus just kind of chewing on something. Good, good boy. All right, I'm gonna get her inside. Piper, we will need to have a conversation. Oh, you're getting debriefed. Don't you worry. Oh no, I think that I need to debrief you about our guest. All right, follow me into Molina's then. It after, can wait. After you get Atticus. Of yeah. course. It's just gonna... Come she, on, boy. She nods to everybody else and moves up the ramp. And as she stops, um, you hear a noise at the doors and door slides open and you see her move inside. Door closes behind her. Well, uh, I I need to get Joe to to Med Bay. That was Joe being taken into Med Bay. Yeah, no, I mean I'm going. Oh, you're gonna follow her in? Okay. Yes. You step in after the first thing you notice, of course, is in this pristine, crystal clean lab is just the thick, muddy tracks that has just been tracked in here from Piper, and also Joe is just covered in gunk. And just dripping every. You see Melina leaning against her cane. Just go, bring her down. Sit her down right here on this one. This med bay. No, this one here. Lay her down. Okay, sweetie. Let's look at you. She moves over, looks over at you, and nods to you, Joe. And Piper goes. Uh, they said she got hit by a leech. <laughs> She's gonna be fine. Remember the first time you got hit by a leech? You see Piper smile. What? Melina keeps doing her work you see you plug her into some fluids this does this happen a, a lot melina looks at you this woman well into her hundreds looks at you and just says and glances over at piper who just says at some point every child passes into the age of stupidity and decides to go to jaeger's swamp I've had to peel leeches the size of children off of children. It's always disgusting, and they always learn their lesson, don't they? Piper's got a small smile on her face. Well, Joe, you've come of age. She's going to be fine. She just needs some fluids. Fluids and rest, and a bath. But we can talk about that later after I have her clean up my lab. How are you doing? Melina looks at you, Ozzy. 
uh, this is a big storm. It just a whole lot has happened since I got here. She glances back over to Piper, who just nods and says, I'll be on the wall if you need me. There was, I think we're past the worst of it, though. I think we're just going to catch the, the other end of it. It's probably. She exhales. Melina says. Hats her on the shoulder and says, sweetie. You don't have to. And, and Piper says, I know, I'm sorry. Piper immediately moves out. You're not entirely sure what the exchange was, but as soon as she leaves Ozzy, she looks back and off of your confused glance as to what that exchange was. She just says, Piper likes to lie to people to make them feel better. Hmm. But I helped build Silver Creek. She can't lie to me. The other part of the storm is going to be just as bad as the front part of the storm. That makes sense, right? It goes in a circle or whatever. She nods. Yes. <laughs> she was trying to outscience the scientist. Do you want, <laughs> would you like to stay in here? I just, you know. She came here with me. That's why I ask. And I need somebody to be of use while we're waiting this out. She moves over to what looks like some kind of metal rod with the ah yeah no that's a mop she hands it to you yeah she sends it over i'll go make us something to drink and you she points at joe who's laying there unconscious she says you stay there and be unconscious and take fluids mm. i will be right back yeah you do that and with that melina begins to make her way towards one of the back pod areas of her domicile I'll I'll uh, get to mopping and just kind of tuck my bag a little out of the way. Yeah. Quick question. The device is in the bag? Yep. Good. Uh, I put it back in the bag when we travel. I think it makes no sense. Just by default. It's in the bag. All right. By default, Vern is also in the bag, but occasionally Vern is in the armpit, and I am uh, not in charge of that. Well, you begin to clean up the mess that has been made by the new patient that has just been brought in. It is probably at that point, Ozzy, that as you're kind of cleaning the place up, you do notice there's two other people in here on sick beds. Um, one of them looks like their arm is in this strange, like plastic wrap that has this clear fluid wrapped around it as well. Um, it has a, what looks like a digital readout. You've seen one of these before. It looks like a cruder version of what you're used to back in Kalano City, but it looks like a bone regenerator or something that fuses bone back together, usually used for broken arms. Um, and the person that's sitting there is reading a data pad and just kind of nods to you. Um, the person next to him is um, laying just back and kind of twiddling their toes. And they're also taking fluids. Your guess is probably two other injuries from the storm. Just from looking at them, you get the impression from their, how like muddied up they are. There's water all over the floor. How's it going? The person that uh, you asked, are, who, are you asking just in general? Yeah. Um, the per <laughs> so the guy that's sitting on the bed, you see him go like this, and he pulls a butt out of his ear and goes, "What? I'm sorry." Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, yeah, it'll be fine in like 30 minutes. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, them's the breaks. Uh, yeah, better than that one. Yeah. Hey, are you? one of those new people that came into Silver Creek earlier, right? Yeah, I'm Ozzy. Ozzy. 
there's a bit of hesitation as he glances and says, Ozzy. Mandiant, no. You're the one that's from Sati, right? Uh, you know, I pronounce a Kaleno where I'm from, but sure. Okay. So, okay. I'm Zan. Zan. Nice to meet nice you. To meet you. Your friend yeah. looks um like they decided to go swimming in Jaegers. Is the look that distinctive around here? Well, Jaegers is the only swamp around here that actually has black mud because the mineral in the mud. Are you a geologist or something? If you're an adult in Silver Creek, you got to know a little bit about the science stuff. Part of the requirements. Melina makes it so. She makes sure to teach all of the kids. Are there quizzes? Oh, yeah. He nods. Yeah. Oh, there are quizzes. She'll still quiz you. I've seen her stop Piper on one of her walks across the front yards in the middle of guard duty and quiz her. Oh, I can't do quizzes, Sam. Yeah, stay away from Melina. Not worth it. I... So if you're not a geologist, then... I don't know. I'm just trying to get a sense of what people do around this town. Here now, uh, not a scientist, a scientist... Just just trying to figure out how to be useful. I mean, happy to mop in perpetuity, yeah. but I just don't imagine y'all have that many storms. He pulls himself up a little bit. You get a sense of his height as he does. As he kind of leans back. He's probably about six foot. and kind of leans up against the back of the wall and says, well, when I'm not repairing people's domiciles, I'm a dad. It's a good gig. Yeah, it's pretty good. How old are the offspring? Uh, well... Human offspring is about six, and the non-human offspring is about seven days out of the egg. Y'all really do do it quite differently than Kalena, then. Hadrosaurs, man. They'll just find their way into your heart. Nothing you can do about it. They're adorable when they're babies, let me tell you. Not so much when they get to be adults. They can be a big pain in the ass when they're adults. But they're adorable when they're babies. Yeah, that's just like people in it. Yes. Yeah. You were real adorable when you're a baby. I'm sure of it. You're starting to... You actually hear that, Joe. You're starting to come too. His eyes are slowly open. You think you hear Ozzy's voice. But the first thing you notice is the lights over your head. The soft glow of the bulbs in the ceiling. There's a Dead split second. In the lab. Um, you are. I. There is a split second. I'm gonna say a split second, Joe, where you think you might be in Kaleno. Mm, yeah. It takes a moment for you to sort of reorient, because this is a SETI constructed mm -hmm. research bay. Um, so as you open up, you see a very familiar sight of that sort of that. That uh, rigid, constructed, very static-looking, you know, very well-built, futuristic ceiling with all of the binding lights just racing through the, the the like the wall panels and whatnot. Um, the moment you see them, that sterile feeling coming back into you, and then you hear Ozzy's voice. I, I think Joe does just ask that out loud. Dead or in a lab? 
Died and gone to lab. I always thought I had an up there. <sighs> to the bag. Bag? She tries to, like, sit up. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yes, I bag. Bet you, no larsen effect. Uh, they're, uh, they're arm barring. Yeah. Uh, okay. Of its chest. Just no. Not that bad. Uh, bag here. Larsen effect not here. I'm Tara. Uh, moving. Linear. Typical base. Uh, two. something Only o'clock. Two. Only two. Okay. Wait. And then she kind of like melts a little bit. If you're if you're seeing two of me, that's a problem. I have to tell Doctor Mal. Okay, you're asleep. <laughs> no, only two. No, only two. Only two time. Yeah, no. You. Yeah, she kind of like lifts timing. one hand up. Only lifts gonna... her hand up. Will you mm -hmm. bag? Mm -hmm. Only two. Only only two. Only two. Pat pat pat. <laughs> While this is happening outside, Clover Dahlia approaches you as the wind is starting to whip up. She approaches you uh, as you see Bruno just padding away, going back to Bruno's. I would say Bruno's oh. pin, but the inside of Bruno's the Bruno's pin is actually Dahlia's house, whether she likes it or not. Um, Dahlia approaches you, Clover, and just says. Hey, um, where are you going to be holding up? Like, where are you? Are you going to be going back to Yin's place? Um, I hadn't really thought about that much. Okay. Um, I think I heard you say that you were really good with tech stuff. Or that you liked yeah. tech stuff? Do you I think, do. yeah. Could you look at this? And she holds up the device she pulled out of the swamp. Sure, absolutely. And about that point, you see the great mass of a triceratops moving past you. You can feel the the <laughs> the power of this animal's weight. You can just feel uh, the ground kind of boom as it moves casually past you, feeling it sink for a second. Um, and then right past the two of you, you see Zach just leading this trike out very slowly, very methodically, very carefully. There is like a there is a glare that's happening as he passes by. <laughs> um, are you are you shooting a glare at are you shooting a glare at Clover? I'm shooting a glare at both of them. Oh, okay. it's mainly at Dahlia, but like if Clover catches some of that fire, I don't I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I think Clover again is not the best with social skills, so she doesn't really notice. She's more just thinking. There goes Atticus. He's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, man. I hope Atticus is going to be okay. Dahlia <laughs> and cranes her head back and gives you a raised eyebrow as you walk past. Um, what? She goes, he'll be fine. Whatever. Atticus? Zach, he gets like this. All right. It's like what? It's fine. Never mind. He's just pissy. Oh. Oh, he's a good boy. He, but he just leave. gets pissy for the wrong. He just gets really pissy really fast when it comes to like. If you make his life difficult, he gets angry. Do you have you made his life difficult before? We all did, just recently. Oh, I mean before that. Oh, before that, everyone has. Okay. But that's the way he is. 
He wants everyone to be safe at all times, and that's just not possible. So he stresses out all the time. He is essentially the daddy of Silver Creek. But don't ever, ever tell him that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she smirks at you and says, okay, let's find out what this is if you're down. Yeah, for sure. I follow her inside, trying to catch a giant mosquito that is stalking me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. We just left Jaeger Swamp, but apparently mosquito followed you home mm -hmm. <laughs> into the real world. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Huge. So, the two of you enter into Dahlia's domicile. Activates this door, it closes just as you see the wind starting to pick up again. It's getting to that point where you can see all the thick puddle, like the the puddles of water that have some depth to them, all uh, scattered across Silver Creek. You're seeing like the ripples starting to spread across the surface of all these big puddles, indicating the wind is really starting to pick up out there. Um, you again, being a butterfly and having spent most of your life in survival situations away from technology, without having you roll, Dahlia. Your instinct tells you that storm's probably going to be in full force in the next 10 to 15 minutes. It's going to be on you guys again. Um, and that you can confirm just from looking around, you were definitely in the eye of the storm at that particular moment. And that it is definitely confirmed that it is a hurricane, not just a storm. So, but you move into the room and you can see um, Dolly looks a little frustrated. She notices there's just water spattered all over the floor and a few things that have been knocked over from the incidents that happened just before all the time shenanigans took place. Now she's cleaning up. She sets this device down and she goes, okay, that was in the swamp. A future recording of me, I think, is on that device. I don't recognize it or have seen it before. I don't know what it does or anything, but I think it, it's not working properly. So, oh, a future recording of you? There was a, a message on it. that and I said this... I said this thing that I should, as I'm saying this out loud, I realize I should actually probably be telling Melina this, but um, I just need to get it working. Can you get it to work? I can certainly try. And I'll, yeah, put my hand out for her to he hands let it. me touch this thing. Yeah, again, it looks kind of L-shaped. Has a couple of what looks like, it looks like the interact, like the the panel that you would interact with to activate this thing is not very analog looking. It looks like it is just like a slick black glass surface, almost like a, a deactivated iPad or something. You can see that it looks like it has some kind of holographic display that projects itself maybe an inch away from the actual glossy surface itself. But the data readouts that are on that glass are meaningless. It's just numbers and it looks like glitching font that's popping up amongst all these different outlines. You notice that it is, it does have some kind of power and it looks like it has indeed a projector on it of some kind, but it's hard to say what the hell else this thing does. You've never seen anything like it before. But okay. it's, it is worth noting, just to give you, Aliza, some context. Sati has a ton of incredibly advanced technological devices that they don't let people touch or near because they're so rare and they can't be replicated here in the Cretaceous period. So this could be a Sati device, considering how technologically advanced it is. Mm. What would you like to do? Um, well, if it's in my hands now, then I would like to spin 
my two intellect points for machine interface. Okay. For one minute, I gain an asset on tasks to discern the level, function, and activation of technological devices that I touch. That's so amazing. All right, so you flip it around, run your fingers across it. You realize you need to clean this if it's going to function properly, so you immediately start to work running your fingernail between some of the grooves and checking to see where there might be some disruptions. Um, your instinct is to open it up, but you're not sure what that is going to do. It might be a solid piece of tech. Figuring what the hell, you find what looks like an insert, maybe perhaps for a power core. Slide it open, look inside. You definitely see some circuitry inside. It looks highly advanced. And it looks like there are some... Oh some kind of like plasma generator in here ah yes this definitely looks like it's probably sati technology is what you're looking at here um you slide this back into place flip it around um you get the impression after fiddling with this thing that what you were looking at is some kind of an all-purpose device as i kind of jokingly referenced a moment ago how we have our ipads this might be something somewhat similar it's just some kind of like information storage device it also looks like it holds the ability to record and take notes or some kind of general, it, it might be a comm device. It definitely has the ability to record images and store them in a three-dimensional state, creating a holographic projection. But it looks like some kind of, some kind of data storage some kind and it also looks like it plugs into something like it has a little thing on the very back of it like a slot that it can just slide into probably to a bigger unit of some kind maybe to offload the data you're not sure okay but you do get the mm -hmm. it just needs some power but you can activate it because of your talents you can yeah i definitely would like to turn it on fully yeah. and check whatever files i can if there's like if it is a common device, then it would have an address book. So I'd want to check that, things like okay. that. You plug it into a power device that you were just going to get from, I mean, you could get that from Dahlia's coffee maker. You just kind of plug it in, use it. Your talents using technology and manipulating technology and the power sources allow you to just kind of jury rig the hell out of this thing into activating takes you about maybe five minutes or so. You start losing track of the fact that the wind is really picked up outside. That's not important. And you do what you do, Clover. The very thing that got you thrown out of the butterflies nearly killed. You're actually stretching and flexing that muscle right now as you dance across the screen of this bizarre unknown tech device. And what you uncover is that there is lots of fragments of data inside of this thing. Uh, lots of recordings that look fragmented. Many of them are incapable of actually formulating an image, but actually might have some static to them. There's three recordings inside. One of them, the most contained one, the most, uh, the one that seems to be the most intact is the fragmented one that Dahlia saw of herself. The other two look like they are shattered and have been reconstituted into a single file, but are difficult to understand or playing them. You might get a piece of information out of it. It's hard to say. The other data on there is like looking at a Sudoku puzzle. It's going to take a few hours at least of uh, fiddling with this thing to try to get the rest of this to make any kind of sense. Okay. 
Um, I I am going to try to play the other file with the other two videos okay. just to see how much of it we can get. What you see that forms in front of you in the holographic projection is what looks like millions of whirling, swirling, chaotic mass of triangles. Just your technological mind knows that that's the holographic projector trying to form the vi the image itself and failing. It cannot formulate the image that it used to have. It's you're literally looking at fractured data that's attempting to like form itself in front of you. But you do hear the sound of something speaking, but it's impossible to make out what it is. It's a voice. <laughs> and it goes in recording the second one you loaded up much to the same effect lots of scattered data holographic displays of of explosive what looks like a scattering stars of this neon iridescent glowing uh like bits kind of coalescing back into itself and then popping again almost like it is desperately trying to coalesce and reconstitute and make me an intellect check if you would please The difficulty of this is going to be uh, five. Ooh, so okay. If you, yeah, you have any skills at, like solving puzzles or any riddles or anything like that, if you would want to. Would my electrical engineering help? Not with discerning what you're seeing, no. Not in this case. Okay. Yeah. But you has do. it been longer? Oh, wait. Go ahead. Never mind. Uh, no, I was going to say uh, has it has been longer than a minute, but I don't think machine interface would help here either because it's more about figuring out what a device does mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how strong it is and how to turn it on. Which I yeah, you pretty much got it working um, as good as you can get it to work right now. Okay. Um, uh, puzzles, you say? Yeah, anything you can like decipher, sort of like enigmas or anything like that. Otherwise, it's a difficulty five roll, which means you need a 15 or better on an intellect check. Yeah, I don't think I have anything to help with this. Okay. Except maybe a story point. <laughs> That's true. If you want to pop a story point, Ox Crew certainly <laughs> loaded y'all up on those. <laughs> okay, I'll All take right. that. In which case, I'm going to say a big thank you to Superpunk member Laura. Thank you so much for that story point. That's going to automatically ease it by one. So five is going to drop down to four. So you need a 12 or better at this point without spending any effort. It's now flat okay. four. Um, <laughs> I do have something called try anything once. Okay. Anytime you, anytime you attempt something that you've never done before and that you aren't trained or specialized in, you gain an asset on that task. Uh, have I ever reconstituted fractured <laughs> data? As a butterfly, I'm going to say probably not. No. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll say probably not. Okay. Then. We'll ease it by one more step. <laughs> okay. So that so, will bring it down to, so that'll bring it down to three. You need a nine or better on the D20. All right. Okay. Let's go. See what happens. Um, <gasps> I got a nine exactly. Oh my god! Ooh. You see that? <laughs> On Jeez. the dot would oh. not have been possible if you had not spent that ox crew point. Oh, thank you, ox crew. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Amazing. 
let us let us from from this day forth let us call them ox crew points mm-hmm. <laughs> let's rename them um mm-hmm. all right so nicely done so you land a nine you're watching this data kind of spin and spiral and you start getting drawn into it you start focusing on a little bit more something is really something is really drawing you into this something feels familiar about it you continue to stare at this thing in this feeling of this like haunting feeling comes over you as you're watching this an image begins to form in your mind as you're watching the data scatter in front of you and reform and scatter and reform and scatter and reform um you start to hear things. You start to hear a voice that at first to you just sounded like a bunch of static, much like the first one. This one's a little different, though. You're starting to make out like you think you're hearing vowels. You kind of focus a little bit more. And again, you're not sure what it is you keep repeating it over and over and your concentration breaks for a second as you hear dolly go wow what's that <laughs> she approaches and sees this like data scattering she goes is that anything i i think it is i'm not sure yet though oh uh, give me a minute a minute sure did i go ahead take all the time you need i just need to know what this is there's a message from me on there from like another period of oh, history. Right. This is like a, I think it's kind of like a comm device of some kind, or like you can like record messages, send messages, store data, things like that. But it's like heavily fractured. I'm trying to just like unpuzzle it. She looks a little alarmed by that, nods and says, Okay, uh, I'll be quiet. Do, do what you got to do. I'm already back in it. <laughs> you stare at this again. It's one of those things where the more, the harder you think about it, the more you think it is just going to drive you wild. You kind of sit back and watch this ebb and flow of the hologram just pulsing, and you cannot put your finger on it, but you've just got this impression that you've seen what you're looking at here before. There's something that's in those images that your brain is seeing, but it's happening. It's like, it's like when you've seen a single frame of something. And your brain knows you saw it, but it doesn't know precisely what it is it just saw. Um, I, I think Clover is the type of gal who is just gonna, she's a little obsessed now. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. As a player, it seems like I'm kind of stuck here, but uh, Clover's just gonna staring at this and trying to decipher it okay the <laughs> last the last thing on there is of course the message that was left um oh the the first one that dahlia saw mm-hmm. okay um you see again it's an image of dahlia and it does look like she is when i say older it's it's only just because little things have changed about her little tiny subtle things that you think might make it 
sometime in the future, not in the distant future in any stretch. But you see the message just sort of looping again and again. I don't know if I want to stop them. If they succeed, they'll save Silver Creek. You just see her saying that again and again and again. It kind of loops. I don't know if I want to stop them. If they succeed, they'll save Silver Creek. like who is she talking about and why would who's telling her to stop them who's them who's saying i'm doing it yeah just kind of muttering to myself because you rolled a nine because you dropped that target number from a challenging 15 down to a nine and beat that as you move your brain off of thinking as to what it was in that jumbled message of data that you could not piece together and start focusing more and more on this recording of Dahlia, it starts to slowly come to you. Zero, zero, zero E. You immediately click over and start looking at that data again as it starts to just and you see in among all of this like holographic display data that's just static in front of you, you see three zeros and an E that occasionally blinks it in and out and then fluctuates and blinks in and out and fluctuates and it's gone. Every time you replay it, it's in the same spot. Zero, 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 mm. three zeros and an E. For some reason that is very familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. uh, do I need to re-roll to see if Clover remembers because I think I remember what that is. Um. Well, I'll ask you this: What do you think it is, Eliza? Um, I took notes, <laughs> but from memory, I think mm -hmm. it was that other bunker place, Sati location in the. And you don't have to roll. Wild. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Clover <laughs> immediately knows what she's looking at because Clover. Okay snuck a look at the computer system yeah, no one else was around and got this information that she yeah. technically shouldn't have <laughs> so when you see the 000e it immediately registers in your mind it pops up in your head clover you begin to realize it, it, it's like one of those moments where you're like huh why is that for oh 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 the forbidden rocks the other that sati site in the red jaw wilds that we're not supposed to go anywhere near Clover now has this look on her face of white. I know a secret. And I look at, I immediately, again, I have no poker face. I'm not good at social stuff. I whip around and look at Dahlia and just stare at Dahlia with that, like, I know something little face. <laughs> she stares back at you and goes, what is it? Did I, what, did, what was that? Did you, did you, did you understand what I was trying to say? Uh, no more than we already understood. Um, wait, actually, sorry. I'm going to rewind that because that was an Eliza thing. I don't think Clover knew initially what it said. Yeah, you were saying, um, uh, wait, I have written down. You said, I don't know if I can stop them. I don't know who you meant by them, but I don't know if I want to. If they succeed, they save Silver Creek. Do you... Does that sound familiar to you at all? Throws her hands up because I have no idea what the hell that means. Okay. Um. Do you? 
can you keep a secret? She leans in. And the moment she leans in, Clover, you just can't help but feel like you know exactly where Bruno got that mannerism from. <laughs> you, you, you just realize immediately <laughs> as, she, as she leans in and goes, yes. Okay. I, um, I wasn't meaning to snoop. I just was curious. Oh my God. Tell me what you Okay, you um, what was it? Uh, Molina's. Well, was it Molina's? Ball? <gasps> Molina? I'm not even sure whose desk it was to be at. I don't know. It was the first room that they brought us into. You know that room that was like a kind of a labby type room. That's Molina's. Room. Yeah, that's Molina's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, that. Yeah, I snooped Molina's office. You snooped Molina's room. office. You see, she's as amused as she is horrified, and she says, "What did you discover?" Oh, there's a secret. I think Satie location that no one's supposed to go to in the Red Jaw Wilds, like way out. And there was a certain number designation. And I'm seeing that number in one of these videos, one of these recordings. So I think it's from there. I think there must be someone there trying to send messages or maybe this device came from there. Ralph furrows for a moment. She says, okay, you told me a secret. So I'm going to tell you a secret. I do the Bruno lean. The Bruno lean. Um, I don't know how much you were told, but um, I'm also from Kaleno. And I came up north because I couldn't shake dreams that I was supposed to be here. I didn't know where Silver Creek was when I first left for Kale uh, left Kaleno. I didn't know where I was going. And I took the ferry. <laughs> I didn't go through the Red Jaw. I took the ferry all the way up here. I took a, a boat. And um, I found Silver Creek, which is weird because it's not really on a lot of maps, you know. And I don't know. I just knew I was supposed to be here but I couldn't figure out why. And I kind of knew all of you were going to come here at some point too. But I, I, it's difficult to describe. It's not like I actually knew it was going to be you guys. And it's not like I actually knew that it was going to be happening out here. I just knew that somehow I was going to, this, there was going to be this, like I don't know, convergence thing, I guess. And then when Ozzy showed up with that, weird thing i thought maybe that's what it is but now i'm thinking i don't know i'm thinking all of this it's just a lot of stuff happening and why was this in jaeger's swamp like yeah did future me get eaten but then if that were the case why would future me have left something in the past or was it past me am i future me and is that no no, no i'm not gonna do you're going to no. leave this for past you? I don't know. I'm not going to do this to myself. I don't fully understand it. Time anomalies don't make any sense. And yet they speak to me. I can kind of understand them sometimes. Oh. Um, how, 
how long ago did you yeah how long ago did you first feel like you needed to be in silver creek wasn't that long i got here about six months ago huh huh um okay well i feel like we have a really big mystery on our hands um i'd like to keep digging into this thing if that's okay she says, yeah, if you can figure out what it does and if you can, you know, repair all of the data on that thing. Um, yeah, I definitely I just, want to. Can I just say what we're probably both thinking? Yeah. We're, we're, we're probably going to go somewhere we're not supposed to go. Am I right? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. okay, so we should probably just start seeding that idea. You should tell the others. You see a little bit of concern coming across her face for a moment. And she goes, I think so too. But I also think. Here's the thing. I've been here for six months. And Silver Creek's kind of become home. Like the people here are just great. They're all wonderful. Super wholesome and really nice to dinos. And I love it. It's great. But. At Forbidden Rocks area, I've only heard it brought up a few times, and they take it really seriously, and they were super protective of it when I first got here, because I guess something happened here like half a decade ago. They won't talk about it, but it ties in with the butterflies somehow, and she points at you and says, and I don't know how, but I know Melina's brought it up, but I also know that going to the Forbidden Rocks is... They've told me when I first got here that if I ever went there, they would throw me out. God, I just don't really need to be excommunicated from another <laughs> community. <laughs> yeah, banishment's um, not fun. I, I mean, we could always go back to Kaleno, but I know that Ozzy and Joe aren't going to be happy about that. And I don't want to go back to Kaleno because I'm supposed to be out here. You know what? You know what? Okay. Yes, we'll probably have to end up going there eventually, but we can do some research before we do that. Like, hey, this is some type of comm device. If I can get this working, maybe we can send a message over there and see if there is someone trapped or banished or whatever. I have an idea. There's only one person in this whole ding-dang town that gets so it's OG and gets so excited about science that they'll listen to what we have to say. Is it Mike? Dr. Yen. Yeah. I got that vibe from him. It's going to take some convincing though, because he's really loyal to Melina. Okay. So we might have to like, I don't know, promise to help him with a yard sale or something. You probably don't know what that is. It's a thing that they do here from time to time. They're very communal. I'll tell you about it some other time. You like sell your yard uh, to someone else so they can make use of it? Sort of. It's more like they have like an item exchange. Oh, like a... But they pay noddles for it, so... 
bartering yeah bartering yeah. market yeah 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 wow okay um let's not tell him yet though because i'm a little worried about the convincing part i I don't know him well yeah so. i still need to talk to ozzy and joe about the whole breaking time thing still haven't figured yeah, that, out yet that other device they have which yes i do know about and i saw <laughs> yeah i don't know what the deal with that is but every time i've gotten near it it's gotten pretty not fun huh. um can i ask you something sure about me about um, you? me you oh sure yeah, because you said you kind of felt like you were meant to be here. And mm -hmm. did you ever specifically know or sense that I would come here? Have you ever had a moment where something happens and then it kind of goes, you, you just kind of have this feeling like, oh my God, I was thinking about that earlier today. I can't, I wonder if, Am I psychic? Have you ever had any of those moments before? Like you're humming a song to yourself and then someone walks by like a day later and they're humming the same song and you're like, wait, how's that? I haven't thought of that song in years. Why is this happening? Have you ever had those moments? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like that with you. Like I don't remember predicting your arrival, but your being here feels right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the best way I can describe it. She shrugs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's good to hear. Okay. Well. There's a rattling yeah. sound suddenly at the window as the wind is just starting to really pick up. Just. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. Fuck. She gets up and goes, okay, sweet pea. Hold on. Yes. Okay, calm down. I know. She moves over to the other side. And she glances back over her shoulder as she's leaving the room. She goes, if I don't calm him down, he will freak out. And then he will destroy the kitchen again. Um, so you're left alone for a moment, pondering this device. Feeling like you are definitely on to something here. Clover, you've definitely stumbled onto what would appear to be some kind of path. And as you gaze down at this tech device, you can't help but just if there's a if there is any kind of psychic in you, what you definitely know for a fact is Sati site 000E is in your future. Outside of Silver Creek, as the wind has begun to pick up, you've led Bruno about half a mile, or Bruno, sorry, you've led Atticus about half a mile away, come to a stop, Zach, Bruno stops next to you and just, all right, from here, do what you know how to do, fella, and when the time is right, we'll meet again. Turns and starts immediately eating grass. <laughs> Thank you for being the only one that listened. <laughs> okay. Uh, gonna just drop 
a ration behind as I just walk back to Silver Creek. Um, uh, okay. You uh, actually, not walking back to Silver Creek. I'm hauling. I'm hauling ass because it's okay. the wind is picking up. Make me an intellect check, and this does count as perception. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let me let me pull out my sheet to see if I need to do some lawyering. Um. All right, Lord Portico in chat just perking up. Sorry, what? <laughs> um. All right, uh, I don't have anything that'll help. Uh, do I get to know the difficulty? You do. The difficulty is five. Let's go ahead and use is a ACP. Yeah, Oxford Void. You also your does does the danger sense thing that they have come into play at all here for Eric's? Does that? Uh, that's only for initiative. Right. It's, okay. So if Why? combat breaks out, Zach goes first. Most likely. Most likely. Here. Hopefully. Uh, uh, all right. So with that story point, that drops it down. So yeet. Uh, I hope a nine makes it. <laughs> uh, nine total? Yeah. Okay. You pat Bruno. Bruno immediately just starts. Atticus. Atticus. I keep doing that. You pat <laughs> Atticus and you keep, you watch the trike just slowly sort of move away. Um, not a lot of leaves out here. Trikes prefer leaves over grass. So Bruno just kind of moves through <laughs> and then immediately starts kind of pushing through some of the grass. And you see Atticus probably doing what he did the last time. He starts wandering towards the red jaw. Just, you see the tree lines off in the distance. The red jaw wilds are kind of covered by this gray haze, this curtain of rain that has kind of swallowed them up. And you can see the great pines and trees, whatnot, swaying back and forth violently in the distance as they are on the receiving end. Just as you're noticing them, too, the wind is really picking up, um, like whipping some of the tall grass around you. It's nothing if not beautiful out here. The wind being fresh, the air is just blasting through here. It's dropped in temperature considerably, um, mostly because a lot of this air is being blown off of the uh, the waterways that are just to your to the east of you. So, um, it's what causes it. Uh, it's what makes it impossible for you to hear the attack that is launched on you. Go ahead and roll initiative. Let's let's go. <laughs> I'm letting you roll initiative because you have danger sense. You failed your perception check. They successfully stealthed up on you. That's a that's a that twenty on, the, on the initiative. Okay, you are going. You just you you have existed in the wilds for too long, Zach. You are <laughs> used to looking over your shoulder at all times. You are used to being in mo in like moments of danger. Um, you are prepared when the person leaps out of the tall grass completely covered in what looks like camouflage with a blade in her hand ah. lunges at you immediately doesn't make a war cry or anything it is a it is a stealth hit they are trying to ah. down you without making a sound you catch the movement in your eyes just because a little bit of that camo looks like it's a off base green from the grasses that are next to you if you are not that familiar with the territory of silver creek it may have cost you your life just now but you immediately react you see a what looks like a woman who's probably a you're guessing well-muscled and probably about 5'8 or so, completely covered in tattoos and leathers, and she has a blade in her hand, and it looks like some kind of dress on her face. 
looks like dinosaur skulls have been like patched together to make her a mask and she's leaping at you from out of the out of the grass um there are two of them you don't know who the other one behind you is because you haven't swirled to look at them but they are also going to miss you what would you like to do you've got initiative you can take the first action um all right well last last game we got points and i spent some of those points mm -hmm. uh i would like to use uh somebody, somebody used an ox crew point just a second ago right that was me that was you okay hold on mm -hmm. i didn't i did not appropriately call out uh leo ambermain for that ox point thank you leo leo ambermain for the support all right uh, I'm going to use a skill that cost me two might points to use called Muscles of Iron. For okay. the next 10 minutes, all might-based actions other than, oh, other than attack rolls. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> um, well, well, no, well, grappling would be, okay. Uh, I think it's just going to pull out the solar chainsaw. <laughs> you Okay. Uh, and I am going to uh forego a turn activating my oh uh volcanic. And if I could just flavor it, I'm just, just going to have him say, I mean you no harm, and I will only do harm if it is necessary. Do not make it necessary. They circle you, the one in front of you, the woman, you hear her hiss from behind the mask. It is necessary. As she sheaths the knife and draws a sword, comes clean from the sheath and she raises up over her head. You can tell by the way she's gripping it and the way she angles the edge, the handle of the sword towards your face that she is trained in how to use it. What do you got? Um, okay, so I know Atticus is my companion, but right now Atticus is maybe maybe Zach's companion, and if that is the case, then Zach would have an asset in in, in fear-based interactions and intimidation. If that was an attempt to intimidate, I don't know if that's useful or in any way. Atticus, but Atticus is, is not is there. Zach's companion. No. So what's happening? Uh, Atticus is probably about seventy feet away from all of this at this oh, point. Oh, you already started walking. Okay, I thought this yeah. was like right yeah. by Atticus. Oh, can okay, still see what's then. happening, but has minor indifference. Okay. All right, sounds good. I thought this was just, happening right next to him. Okay. The trike is looking at all of this going like, yep, those are humans. And just <laughs> like... Dang. Sorry, Zach. That's yeah. all good. It's, it's just another yeah. day in silver. <laughs> He's had a good... He's had a rough one. <laughs> Let's go. Hashtag Zach needs a nab. <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. So you, you have taken your action to draw your weapons and attempt to warn them off with intimidation. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh... I just pulled out the weapon and kind of for uh, for uh, I chose to forego my turn, uh, so I get extra damage when I do decide to attack. Okay, cool. You're bracing, basically. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah, they're gonna go. So you have to make a defense roll. All right. I would like yeah. to use my uh. Hold on, I got to think. You are being attacked by Speed two, defense. which is gonna raise the difficulty of their uh, their attacks against you by one. Okay, yeah, I've got my speed defense. Okay, cool. So the difficulty is six. Mm -hmm. Because there are two of them. They are trained and they're trying to take you down. So uh, speed defense is going to drop that back down to five. Okay. Or you use anything else. All righty. How, how, we, how we feeling about me uh, 
use it. Uh, yeah, yeah, please exist. Please, please, please. Okay. Ox, ox is probably shouting at you for you to use an ox point. Okay. Ox screw points, please. Okay. Rogan27 gives this ox screw point to you. Awesome. Right, so go ahead and make your roll. That's going to ease it down by one more. So that's going to bring it down to four. All right. Uh, since I'm using speed, speed defense, does my my shield helps with that as well, right? Your uh, shield will help when it comes to damage, I believe. Oh, okay. I think it's an asset. So, oh, is it some, an asset? Some against... shields are at assets. Oh, yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, three. And it, you can spend if you want to drop again, but you can also roll on three. All right. That is a 17. Okay. So you are going to succeed. They are actually going to swoop in uh, swords flashing. The first one goes right past you. The second one, I'm afraid to say, you have to roll speed defense again. All right. No, this is cool. Yep. Um, but um, I'm going to be, uh, because it's two on one right here, I'm going to be nice. And because you spent an ox screw point, I'm going to let the difficulty drop still. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you, keeping in mind that when you're, yeah, when you're facing down multiple attackers, it gets pretty dangerous. So. All right. That's an 18. You succeed. 18. Getting very close to a minor effect on that one. Uh, rolling really well. Yeah. Basically, the other thing, too, that's kind of alarming about this sack is neither one of them makes a sound. There's no war cry. There's just like the sound of exertion as they both slash outwards at you. But right now, as you're wielding the solar chainsaw, it's kind of like a samurai versus two ninja in the in the bushes right now. Like you leap back, they come slashing forward quietly. You see blades of grass separate from each other and drift through the air as they get taken by the wind. And the two of them stop on their attack and set up for the next run and begin to pace around you like wolves. Um, okay. At that point, you notice behind one of them, not engaged, but lurking not far behind is a large raptor with a harness and saddle on it that's just kind of creeping up through the grass and is eyeing the situation with some indifference as well. Okay. Uh... Uh, Zach, go ahead and real quick, make me an intelligence check. Let's Any go. kind of identify a survival or anything like that will come into play here. All right. Uh, in that case, I would like to uh, use my... Uh, walk with that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I would let that apply here if you want okay, to. I'd like to use my um, walk right. with dinosaurs. What's that, that uh, information about dinosaurs, basically? Right. So the the always on ability for that is essentially um, your interaction with dinosaurs goes so well that the creature does not uh, does even more than you ask of it. Uh, or the effect lasts longer. Yeah. I could spend two intelligence points if I spend one round. Uh, the body language of nearby dinosaurs, including my companion, I gain an asset with interacting with the dinosaurs. Okay, so then here's what I'm going to say that's not going to help you with what I'm asking you for. However, okay. you might be able to use that to lure Atticus back over here for some help. Okay. Because <laughs> while um, Atticus is not your companion, like, as I said, walk with dinosaurs and being somebody who is as connected to dinos as you are, you might be able to get Atticus's attention for help. Um, I also but, sent Eric. I sent you Atticus's character sheet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. Um, go ahead, but make that perception check for me. All right. Uh, here we go. Difficulty is going to be four, so you need a 12 or better. I got a 12. You got a 12. <laughs> All the time. I don't like that I'm trending downward. They make this easy. They make this very easy for you, Zach. You can see the butterfly painted on the side of the dinosaur. On the scales, it, they make it very easy to spot that who you know who you're fighting because you can see the dark, dark purpled paint that's like dripping off the side of the dino's tail a few feet away. It all clicks into place when you realize of how they're armed and what they're wearing. 
It also will probably enter into your mind that Atticus is in danger at this point. Because they will absolutely attempt to kill any dinosaur that has technology on it. Okay, well, that, uh, that guides the hand, then. I would like to attack. Okay, it is the next round. You still have initiative, so go ahead. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. 15 is going to hit them. How much okay. damage does that thing do? My solar, uh, my solar chainsaw deals six points of damage, <laughs> and because I, uh, met it, I, I uh, spent the turn just kind of watching right, this. Uh, that's an additional five points of damage. So oh, you know what occurred to me? Yeah. Um, that's okay. We'll we'll get to that later. I just realized <laughs> if you spent your action prepping, you would not have actually gotten a defense action. Because <laughs> you would have burned your Ooh. action. Yeah, you don't automatically get to defend. Uh, I thought it was like a, uh, a what is it called? Like a reaction. Oh, yeah, that's true. We'll get to that in a second, though. But right okay. now, um, go ahead and uh, so how much damage is that total? 11. Oh, man, that's brutal. And I'm and he's targeting very specifically the one that said it is necessary. Okay. <laughs> um, that solar blade just goes crashing right across that chest plate that she has that's riddled with its like armored up with dino bones um you see one of the chest that one of those bones splinters and cracks as that solar chainsaw just bursts right through it she clutches her side as you rush right past her the melee is on we're gonna pause right there because it's time for our break <laughs> i'm we, in danger when we come back, i'm trying to help back. i'm trying so hard yeah <laughs> um and we will be back in 10 minutes you guys don't go anywhere <laughs> wow Now, a quick message during the break. To help us continue producing shows like this, consider supporting Althaven on Ko-Fi. Your contributions keep the Haven alive. And if you're not already part of our vibrant community, join us on Discord. It's the best way to stay updated on upcoming shows and events. Be honest, Noir, when you were counting us in just then, you were imitating the Tootsie Roll Owl. The, the Tootsie Roll Owl, <laughs> knew yes. it. I knew it. <laughs> Don't try to deny it. We all heard it. <laughs> it's the two. It's the two that gives it away. Yep. Even the captions. If you look at the captions, it says in brackets, uh, impersonating the Tootsie Roll Owl. Yeah, it literally <laughs> said that. Yeah. Captions have gotten so good. Um. All right. So, where we last left off, you were in the midst of mortal combat. <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and pick it up on their round. Uh, we were in the middle of that fight. So this is going to be their action. Um, the two of them. So the first thing you notice on this round of combat is the second one, which is a very wiry looking uh, gentleman who is not gentle at all. Um, he's dressed in a very much same similar like get up of like these thick hided leathers from dinosaurs have been wrapped around and forged into this kind of armor using a lot of bone. You do see that it looks like there are some buckles and whatnot. So probably stolen uh, things that they have probably snatched up from other people around uh, Kaleno city or any of the other kind of butterflies are known for raiding people from time to time. Um, he is also armed with a sword, but you see he's actually kind of stepped back a little bit and is more, like occasionally we'll just dive in to see if there's an opening, but for the most part, he looks like he's observing her attacking you 
or then he's actually engaging. Because on the second round of combat, she goes in like all in to kill you. And he takes one sliding step foot back and folds the sword back underneath his forearm and watches. She comes launching towards you, furious at the hit that you've got on her last round. You're going to have to make a defense check here. So go ahead and roll. I don't want to keep using oh, um, I don't want to keep using oxplate. Yeah, so I'm this this role. I'm just gonna use my speed defense. Okay, yeah, because we are down the same. And your shield. Yeah, and my shield. Yep. Uh, speed defense and shield that counts as an asset. So their attack. Just as a quick reminder, you need a fifth at, right off the top. Uh, dealing with these guys, you're trying to beat a five, so you need a fifteen or better. With your shield, that drops down to four. And because you have speed defense as an ass as a skill, that's going to drop down to three. So you need a nine or better. She comes in. I, I got a five. Oh, she finally connects with you. <laughs> You're going to take four points of damage. She drags a sword right across one of your arms. Um, <sighs> you, you're wearing armor, correct? Uh, I am. Yes. So I oh, I am. I'm wearing wet weave heavy armor. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't um, know. How, what, what's the armor rating? What does that armor rating give you? Ooh, give me just one second. I'm so sorry. That's okay. This is an easy question. Is it light, medium, or heavy armor? Do you know? It is medium, I believe. Okay, yes. so it'll give you a damage reduction of two. Oh, okay. You only take two points of damage to your strength pool. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, cool. That brings me to 12 might now. Okay. <laughs> So it's, it doesn't really gain a lot of purchase, but you feel that slight burning sensation on your arm. You know she split skin. She didn't get too deep, thankfully. That hurt. Not as bad as you hurt her, but she tagged you back. Um, she begins to circle. The second guy does not take an attack, though. He's going to linger. You see him actually kind of assume a much more relaxed role. He takes a couple of steps back. When he does this, you see the raptor take notice of his body language and slowly pad its way over to him and lower its head affectionately. And he just kind of casually offhand puts his hand against its, its feathers and just starts stroking the back of its neck without making any further movements and watches. It's your action again. Why are we doing this? Isn't there enough here trying to kill us already? Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna saw wing. Uh, 19. 19? That's going to hit with a minor effect. So here's what you can do with a 19. You can take a minor effect, or you can take an automatic extra three points of damage to what you do. Minor effects are things like um, damaging an object, distracting somebody, knocking them back, moving past them, striking a specific body part. Oh, um, disarm wouldn't happen to be one of those options, would it? Disarm is something closer to like a major effect. Okay, in that case... Um, yeah, disarm, impair, knockdown, stun. Uh, if I dang, if I've got a target, a if I got a target, a body part. Um, you know, we we bipeds we're we're weak in the sense that we only have the two legs. So I'm going after one of them. <laughs> so that would I probably I would probably say, yeah, okay, you yeah, okay, you're gonna go after one of her legs. Okay, cool. All right. Um, in which case, how much damage does that do against six? You said minus. Yep. Five? Okay, so eleven points of damage again. Oh no, it's only six. It's only six. Oh right, 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 six. Because you didn't prepare this time. Correct. 
Okay. She lets out a scream as that solar chainsaw connects and more of that leather and bone splits. But this time you see blood immediately start racing down her leg and across her ankle. Um, you see the raptor immediately perk up when this happens instinctively at the scent of the blood. Um, as soon as this happens, she drags her leg back as she takes a stance away from you. She kind of pulls herself away. And as this happens, the guy raises his hand and says, all right, that's enough. Enough. She looks like she is she's obeying him, but she looks like she wants to put that sword through you. She almost starts to lunge before he raises his hand again and she stops herself. As he's just gently stroking the raptor's feathers, he gazes at you from behind that bone mask and says, I'm going to keep this very simple for you. I just want what your friends brought with them from Kaleno. We've been watching, and I already know you know what I'm talking about. So I've been told to give you something of our ultimatum. Give us what they brought from Kaleno or Silver Creek Burns. I am the sword and the shield. I will take your message, but I have no power in whether it is accepted or ignored. I have no ill will with the butterflies. We don't have any ill will towards you. What we do is not out of malice. We do it because you're misguided. And we are going to save humanity from you. Hearing a lot of that lately. I'll take the message back. I'll take message of this encounter back. Yes. Another thing before I go, though. Clover, she's among you all. She okay? She's fine. And now that she is in Silver Creek, I am the sword and I am the shield and she will remain fine. He nods and says, Luck. To you as well. Orega, the woman, she says this to you as she says, my name is Orega and you and I will meet again. The next time your glow stick isn't going to save you. It's not my glow stick that saved me. It's the fact that you lead heavy with that leg. You see her rage burn as you say that. And she takes another step forward and the guy on the raptor who just jumps up and goes, Orega. She spits. You see some blood just into the grass as she turns and lets out a sharp whistle and you see another raptor you did not see before emerge from the grass and she saddles up on top of it the other one the man nods to you respectfully and begins to dash off on the raptor just as you hear the rolling thunder of the storm reaching silver creek the two raptor the two raptors with their riders on the back dashing back towards the red jaw wilds 
Um, they get a little too close to Atticus on their way out. And yeah. Atticus, <laughs> takes a couple of warning steps forward, and the Raptors make some room and go around Atticus as they dash back towards the Red Jaw. And then Atticus just kind of returns to his track of slowly walking towards the tree lines over a mile away. I'm very tired, Atticus. I'm going to go to Atticus. Okay. And he can't come into town, but I do want to bring him a little closer. Okay. Uh, Close enough where if he gets attacked, Zach thinks he can make it in time to stop it. Yeah, you... You're not sure, judging from the way these butterflies rode off, you're not sure if they noticed in the tall grass that Atticus has a cybernetic foot. Yeah. Because they just kind of, they didn't really pay any attention to Atticus. They just kind of took off. But following your instinct, you kind of try to steer Atticus a little closer to Silver Creek. Why don't we do this? Go ahead and make your animal handling check. All right. So difficulty is three. It starts at three, but you can reduce that, I think, automatically, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna spend two intel, two intellect, and what that does, uh, 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 you spend one round reading the body language of a nearby dinosaur. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you gain an asset on interacting with the dinosaur for ten minutes, and it does a little bit more of what I asked for from it. Yeah, in that case, even though you're not bonded to Atticus, Atticus knows exactly what you're trying to tell him to do, and he slowly lumberingly just kind of Atticus looks like he's tired too he looks like he wants a nap as the rain is starting to fall on him he's just I'm all of the long come on Old man Atticus that is a 16 oh yeah yeah so he lingers a little closer to Silver Creek you basically convince him not to go towards the red jaw you just kind of like yeah. pull him a little point him and point him back point him back point him back <laughs> until he finally gets it oh okay eventually the trike just kind of lingers outside eating grass that he doesn't particularly prefer. Uh, as soon as I get back, I'd like to find Piper and ask her to request uh, or ask her to have our guest join me at uh, Joe's bedside. Okay. Um, when you enter through the gates and they close behind you, at this point, the wind has picked up so much that a lot of people have once again secured the houses and whatnot. Piper meets you downstairs as she comes down the wall, rounds the corner. She goes, you want everybody to meet it? Where? I take it Joe's still in the infirmary? Last I checked, yeah. Good, I'll need to bandage myself up and I need to talk to all of them and I would like to have you there with me. She says, who did that to you? Butterflies. Fucking shit. Of course. No, there's a fucking hurricane. Why wouldn't there be butterflies? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Right. This is exactly why Melina didn't want to let... This is exactly... This yeah, is, great. Just... This is not Clover's fault. Oh, it's not Clover's fault. A butterfly comes walking into Silver Creek. Within 24 hours, two butterflies try to kill one of my lead militia members. That's just coincidence? It's not coincidence. The butterflies have been watching us for some time. 
the fact that I didn't notice is my failing and it will not happen again, but there is something in particular that they are here for, and it is not something that Clover brought. This is not Clover's fault. It's one of the other ones. Why did two butterflies jump you? That's what I want to know. One of them has a device. It's always one of these fucking devices the butterflies want to destroy. Personally, I don't care either way. Yeah, we give them the device. Why does it matter? Whatever it is, they can have it. Who's got it? I would like to talk to them first. I'm sure wanna... you would. You see her face contort with a little bit of anger suddenly. She goes, but Zach, I call the shots around here. I'd like to know who has the device now. One of the shots that you called is putting me in head in charge of protecting this place. I would ask that you trust in your original decision. I am not withholding information from you. I just, I need to give them the chance to do right by me, please. Uh, make, you can make an intellect check. This is basically a social check. If you want to try to convince her. All right, here we go. Um, uh, this is five. My intellect right now is low, low, low. I'm yeah, like, it's I'm, been an exhausting day. <laughs> I've got four intellect. Let's go, a bit of a day. Uh, that's a confident eight. Okay. Um, I probably she leans in and she goes, pull yourself together. You don't know these people. They brought something into Silver Creek that's going to bring the butterflies down on us. That's my responsibility. And my trusting you gets real fluid after that if you're not doing what I tell you to do. I believe it's the one. Ozzy. And Joe. You don't have to roll for this, but when she says Ozzy, you see her look conflicted for a second. She, Ozzy. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. And then I want to hear back from you. And then I'm taking over. Understood. Thank you. For Butterflies tell you anything else. That if we do not hand over the item, they yeah, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to finish that. All right, you've got ten minutes, and get into shelter too, because the storm's hitting right now. Understood. Uh, get that stitched up. Trying to get scars, <laughs> trying to attract people or something. Get out of here. If you, you only see knew the day I have had. <laughs> <laughs> um, she calls out to one of the people on the wall. Um, her forced humor is, Zach, you get the impression that forced humor you've just got out of her, that sort of like half joke, that, that attempt at a joke. <laughs> if there's anything that you know about Piper is that she doesn't like having to come down on people. And she's yeah. pretty awkward at trying to apologize, but you think that that was an apology. Um, she goes, calls out to somebody on the wall and she starts barking out orders, sounding more like her old self again. And as you are making your way into Silver Creek, sheets of rain are now starting to fall out of the sky at the same angle that they were before all of the madness began. 
Um, there are a couple of directions you can go. There's Molina's place. There is, of course, Dahlia's place, and there's Michael Yin's place. They could be at any one of those locations. Thankfully, neither one of them or any of them are that far from one another. But you Michael are Yin. Michael Yin. Okay, so you go to Yin's place. When you walk up to the door, first thing you notice too is Yin looks like he's been sweeping a lot of stuff outside and latching it down. <clears throat> but when you step inside, the first thing you hear is, "Stomp your feet at the door, please." <sighs> <laughs> I stop and walk, walk up. Um, who else is at Yin's place? Anybody else go to Yin's place? I don't think anyone's here, right? Uh, so you... Dahlia expressed intent toward that the last right. time we saw. Yeah. So when you walk into Yin's place, it's just him. You see uh, a smashed living room that looks like it's been cleaned up. And when he sees you standing in the doorway, and he says, oh, come in, come in, come in. It's raining pretty hard out there. Come in, come in, come in. Are the new guests here? Oh, um, no, but Dahlia just beeped me a few seconds ago and said that she was going to come over with Clover. They wanted to talk to me about something. They made it sound like they just wanted to talk to me, so you might have to, you know, go into the bathroom or something. That's okay. I'm going to ask you to do something for me, Michael. Oh, when you phrase it like that, it's always very dramatic. What, did, what do you want me to do? I have the feeling that Dahlia, being Dahlia, is planning something reckless again. I need you to, for a moment, just once, Michael, Stamp, stamp down your love of wonder and science and guide them to doing what is best for Silver Creek. <laughs> Wait, why does one require the other? <sighs> Usually the opposite. <laughs> there are butterflies about. Really? Does Clover know? No. Oh, she's going to be very upset. More than that, I don't want the people of Silver Creek to take to fear and make Clover feel unwelcomed. Me either. I agree. No, I'll, I'll work with you on that. Clover needs to feel welcome here. Clover, the, the, everyone's... Are you bleeding? It's fine. Michael, if... Dahlia convinces Clover to do something reckless. And I'm also dealing with the outside force of butterflies. It is it is far too simple for the people here to paint them all with the same brush. I need you. If I can be honest with you, Zach, I'm not worried about the people of Silver Creek. I'm mostly worried about Melina. If that's going to be a problem, Lena's really nervous about the butterflies ever since she caught wind of the change of power structure. She had something of a relationship with the last one. They kind of knew each other as friends, thanks to Echo. But now it's all up in the air. I don't know if the people of Silver Creek is what you have to wear. Well, maybe Piper, but that's Piper. I think most everybody else is probably just going to be very... Oh, there's, there's Dolly right there. She's coming up. Oh, goodness, it's going to be so wet. I'm sorry, give me a second. I have to go. 
<laughs> like, like, I mean, Zach is gonna straight up go out the back door. At the back door. <laughs> yeah. You open up the back door and immediately greeted by six very scared looking baby hadrosaurs that stare up at you the moment you act to the back door. All six of them just, you see these little duck-billed dinosaurs just basically look up at you. It's true. They're adorable. Their eyes are huge compared to the rest of their head, and they stare at you with a little duck bill sticking out. Um, each of them making little quacky sounds the moment they see you. You can hear this like honks coming out of them um, as you kind of tiptoe through them, and they all just kind of watch you. One of them plodding along on his big clunky feet as it kind of plots after you. They're about maybe a foot and a half tall as they kind of move past you. Um, you manage to get to the other side and exit the back and close the door without them running out. Um, <laughs> And you are now in hurricane force winds. Yeah. <laughs> as you step outside, you grab hold of the side of the wall as you just feel the gusting wind and nearly try to knock you over. Uh, I'm, uh, how far away am I from the infirmary again? Uh, it's it's a roll away. A die yeah. roll away. <laughs> then then let's, let's get funky. <laughs> okay, you lean your body weight into the wind. The oh, ring. this is great. I'm going to use my muscles of iron now. Yes, you can use your muscles of iron now. Um, the wind, the rain that is blowing against you right now feels like needles against your skin as you're pushing your way towards Melina's uh, domicile. Go ahead and make your roll. Um, the difficulty of this is going to be three. 17. 17. You managed to get there. It is not fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to give you, to illustrate this, I'm going to say that that would have done a single point of might damage. All right, However, yeah. you've got armor on. You're wearing enough thickness that you actually managed to get through that and subtract that pain away. But when you get to the door and activate it and it opens up, you come inside and your ears are ringing from how much wind was blowing against your head. The door goes, closes behind you. Um, immediately you see Joe sitting up in a medical bed Um like with what looks like a towel, like pulling, like squeegeeing off this mud. Ozzy is sitting right next to them. Um, ha looks like Ozzy may have, judging by the look on Ozzy's face, may have just completed saying something charmingly sarcastic. And Melina is <laughs> across the room, um, tapping her cane and talking to somebody at the bed. Everyone looks up at you just as that happens back at Dr. Yen's place. <laughs> Coming in out of this hurricane force wind, both Dahlia and Clover as the doors close and Yen just goes, what a day this has been. Everyone's like running to their neighbor's house and it's the worst time of day to possibly visit your neighbor. Um, here, let me give you a towel. And he hands everybody and says, well, I, I guess everyone's okay. We're done with the whole dino pets trying to eat people thing and smashing the living room. And by the way, don't worry about that because in all honesty, I was looking at getting rid of that coffee table. Um, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> it's hard to come by in the Cretaceous period, as you might imagine. Um, so um, what can I do for you? Are you back here to nestle down? Would you like me to... Oh. Are you all in the mood for a board game? Um, we already have uh, something to puzzle and figure out. <laughs> oh, okay. No need for a board game right this moment. Sure, sure. Um, business, then? Is everything okay? Um, I don't know you as well, so I'm going to let Dahlia do most of the talking here. Yeah, so it's like this. And she just exposits everything. Yin just sits there nodding as she's talking. And she, of course, does that thing where she kind of goes off a little bit about Bruno for a second. And then about, about her kitchen set and one of the things that she got destroyed. And then comes back to the story. And she just and by the time she is done, 
Michael Yen takes his glasses off with a slightly trembling hand and just says, Sati site zero 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 E. Um, how do you know about that? Oh, uh, just overheard something. Um, Listen, does it matter how we know? Kinda does. Um, sorry, Clover. I know this is gonna sound unfriendly, and it's not. It's not. I, I swear, it's not. I, I'm Team Clover. But it's just that that the two of you might have just referenced what is perhaps one of the most dangerous secrets of Silver Creek. And that you know about it and are kind of being iffy on telling me how it is that you know about it. It, it suddenly brings the fact that you're a butterfly into contrast. Uh, like it, that has to be a sign. Like now all of a sudden that has to be a thing. Because I, I, I don't know you and that you're here dropping that information to me. I, I, I don't know what to think. And, and, I, and, and Dahlia, you've only been here six months. You, both of you have to understand what you just said is incredibly dangerous. And I'm a little frightened that you know about it. How do you know about it? I did not know about it before I was here. I can say that. <sighs> okay, I believe you. I believe you. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you asking me about this? What are you going to do? And she, he immediately looks at Dahlia. And Dahlia goes, hey, we haven't decided we're Nothing. doing anything yet. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I'm also going to uh, yeah, signal to Dahlia like, no, yeah. no, oh, no, no, nothing. 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 We just, we, we saw it in the, the thing. And he, she points at it. And he looks at that device and goes, so you found this in the swamp and it had a message from your you yourself and it dropped the zero 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 this is a lot um i'm gonna take a second to not black out and can i see the device please and she says um am i getting it back yeah of course you're getting it back i'm not gonna it's yours if you're on it especially let me just take that and he looks at it and says this is weird and looks it over and says huh um would you mind if I opened this up and Dahlia shrugs and says you, you're going to have to ask her and motions to Clover I, I don't know anything about it I've been wanting to open this up. Let's do it. Okay, let's open it up. And you see that fear vanish <laughs> as he goes over to one of the tables and goes, okay, um, so here's why I'm a little spooked by this thing. <laughs> it's kind of, um, I've, um, Sati technology, funny thing about it is even if you come across a device you've never seen before, it's pretty easy to pinpoint at Sati technology because Sati are the only ones that have the advanced technology from our previous world where we're from, right? So anytime you come across that, it's Sati technology. Sometimes it's repurposed. Sometimes they kind of rejigger it into something else, you know, and kind of make it into a whole new device. Um, usually through some pretty clever, all this I'm sure you know. The, the point that I'm trying to get to is, is um, there are markers that kind of signify that you're dealing with old tech. Do you know what I mean? Like 
<laughs> most of the time it's just looks super futuristic like nothing we would build here even if it was repurposed tech um what's weird about this is this does not look like sati tech to me that's weird <laughs> um so i just want to say that before we open it up which is why i wanted to open it up um so let's open it up <laughs> all right takes it aside you see him pull out some tools lay them out and goes he looks at you clover and says have you ever you're you you've always wanted to do this do you want to do it do you want to be the do you want to do the honors uh, it's sort of an apology for the butterfly thing i mean i i had to be logical about things but i i do feel bad saying it i think you should do the honors sure he slides it over to you. Uh, make me an intellect check, but you do have all of those things for cracking open some technologies. Okay. Um, do I, so I, I pop, oh yeah, it only lasts a minute. So I'll do machine interface again. Okay. Um, and use that as an enabler now, right? Can I, it, it, does that work? If I spend it, I can use it as an asset on this role? Or? Yes. You can use it as an asset, which is good because the Two. difficulty of this is going to be six. Okay. So I'm going to drop it down to five before you spend anything else. You have a tech okay. toolkit, don't you? I do. That's, That's going to give you an asset. asset. So that'll drop it down to five. So you've used an asset. Then... You can spend an aux point if you want. Um, how many aux points do we have? You guys, surprisingly enough, y'all y'all never go through as many as we have uh, in any episode. We've spent one from enough. Ruben. Yes, you have one, have enough? Okay. Two, three, four, you have five points left. Important. Go yoink a clock module or something. Yeah. Okay. I will, I'll use an ox crew point. Ox crew point. This one's from Kato. Hey. Um, so ox crew point spent. That's going to drop it from five down to four. You need a 12 or better. Okay. All right, still hard, but more doable. Oh my god! Um, I wait. Have I remind me? Levels of effort means how many times you can spend. Yes. So points to lower the difficulty. Because, right. So you're rank one. So right now, the only you the maximum amount of effort you can spend is one. Oh, it's one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you're rank one. Um, However, um, yes, if you spend three points out of your pool. That'll drop the difficulty down yet one more time, unless you have edge, which. Oh, right. I didn't, I, I didn't, I spent intellect points, but that was for machine interface, not for. Do you have an edge intellect? I do, yeah. Don't forget to subtract the edge from whatever you spend. So it's not as expensive. So if you spent two points and you have an edge of one, it's only one point. Really? Even for the, the mm -hmm. skills? Anytime oh, you use time I think skills can be free at, at a certain point. Like mm -hmm. if you have like a two point thing and you have I, like an like an edge of three, I, like it's, it just eats the whole thing. I a hundred percent remember you having this revelation revelation about four years ago <laughs> when you were like, yeah. Oya can just do this now. And I was like, Yeah, Oya's kind of magnificently powerful. <laughs> but it's true. You're on your way to that sort of edge will always just suck up your expenditure. So you can just get them for free. Okay. okay well, in that case. Mm -hmm. I, I did spend two minus one because of edge on okay, machine great. interface. I'd like to spend two, so three minus one. Right. Or just a level of effort. Right, right, right. So then 
Um, that's going to drop it from four down to three. So you are going to need a nine or better. Okay. Drop that. Okay. You literally split the difficulty in half. So you oh. need a nine or better. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Schwartz. Come on, come on Schwartz. No. <clears throat> oh, what'd you get? Two. A two. Ooh, dodge that GM intrusion. Um, this thing is unlike any piece of tech you've cracked before. It looks like a solid piece. You don't see any seams aside from the back area where the power coupling slides into the back. You don't see any seams. It's kind of racking your brain of how did they construct this? What is it? Um, the only way you can imagine getting inside of this device is probably through the portable power coupling space in the, in the back of it. And as you go sniffing around that, Yin leans in and goes, okay, yeah, that's confusing me too. Maybe... Maybe we, maybe we just let this sit for a second and think about it. Yeah, I would hate to actually like break it apart. I don't want to shatter it. I feel like that's destroying important yeah. information on its own. I mean, the fact that this thing exists, I, I, I can't help but feel like this isn't, I can't help but feel like this isn't Sati, but there's literally no one else that could build something like this, but Sati. So you think... There's someone else out here building these types of things. You know what's possible. His eyebrows go up as he says, it might be possible this is an artifact. Um, this might be from a time anomaly. This might have come through a time anomaly. Like um, every now and then, you know how we interact with time anomalies and some of us can gain the uh, ciphers that are translated into our DNA codes. In this case, every now and then, they're incredibly rare, but every now and then, a physical artifact will fall through a time anomaly. They're highly valued, extremely rare, and almost always high-tech. Huh. Did you find this near a time anomaly? Didn't you say you found it in a swamp? And he glances over at Dahlia, and she just goes, it was in the mud. And he nods and says, well, it may have, maybe there was a time anomaly, and it fell through it, and it's just been laying in the mud ever since. It's entirely possible, you know, trees do fall in the forest without us around, that kind of thing. He wraps his fingers on the table for a second and says, wow, if it's an artifact, that means... I wonder if there's a way we could use the power coupling and try to... Oh, I just had a thought. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm afraid to ask. Um, he holds it up and says, I think you notice that there's a part where this probably attaches to something, and he holds it up. And if you remember the first time I described it, Clover, I did describe it. It looks like it probably has a port that it slides into that maybe it hooks up to a larger device, and he just looks at it and says, I've got an awful feeling that this is probably from SETI site 000E. I look at Dahlia. Dahlia just gives this sort of like, I fucking told you so kind of like look on her face. And she looks at Michael and just goes, well. <laughs> yeah. Clover is also going to be like, yeah, we kind of figured that out already. Unless, I, not, you know? figure that out already mike 
He nods and says, So you came over here not to ask me. You came over. You want me to go to Sati Site 000E with you. I mean, if you think it's a good idea. I wasn't going to say it. I was just thinking maybe you would have an opinion. Because, like, where else could this have come from? And there might be something else that um, goes with it. And there might be someone else who made it there that maybe is stuck there and, I don't know, should be rescued. I don't know. Just thinking of this now. I don't know. I can roll for this if you need me to. Go ahead and roll for it. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead and roll for it. It's a persuasion check Don't here. So it's any kind of intellect and you've got any social skills. God, this is where we need Ozzy so bad. But Ozzy is about to get, <laughs> Ozzy is about to have that conversation. <laughs> uh, so the difficulty so, here is three. Clover has an inability in social. Oh, that's right. You have an, I'm sorry. This is going to be a, a difficulty too because he is a level two NPC. So you mean, wait, I have an inability, so it gets harder. So then it becomes a level yeah. three, and that means you need a nine or a better. Okay. okay. Please take an ox crew point to do chaos. Um, <laughs> if you take temptation, point, if you manage to succeed, you are going to gain Michael Yin as an ally to any adventure. To I mean, that would be great. If you guys NPC decide. party member, let's go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so nine or better. Nine or better. I yeah, I'll take an ox point. Okay, you take an ox point. Ox crew once again to the rescue. Thank you, Shock Twenty Two. Thank you, Shock Twenty Two. All, All right, right. you to reduce it back down to two. So you need a six or better here. Ah, seventeen. Seventeen. You see, Michael Ian just thinking about this, and he looks up and he goes. Melina is going to be super pissed if she ever finds out. That's but I know how to. I know how to. Make I, I know how to make sure she doesn't find out. How? I once the storm ends, I am going to be taking the hadrosaurs out into the uh, fields. Oh, the adult yeah. hatties usually need to be taken out in the fields uh, once or twice a week. Uh, now that the mega herd of trikes are gone, I'm going to give them free reign of the fields. Um, we're going to have a very, very, very small window of time. Um, my guess is probably something like in the time span of 30 minutes tops to sniff around that site. And that includes like, you know, getting in and getting out. So pretty small window of time if we don't want to get noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, I, I've never been there and... All I know is we're looking for a lot of rocks. So is that enough for y'all? Do y'all know your way around the thing? I am. Um, uh, I saw. I saw it on a map. Perfect. Then we're good. Great. Yes. We're good. I am so bad. It's just, it's a nice change, I guess. Kind of feel, I don't know, powerful. <laughs> like I could do stuff. All right, I'm gonna go pack some snacks. I'll be right back. And he beelines out of the room, and and Dolly goes, "Oh God, he brings these bug snacks." 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So successful role, not only, so I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, XP shall be given because not only has Clover made major discoveries this this chapter, but also have literally recruited a major ally. <laughs> um, so there's that. Meanwhile, though, there is a dramatic situation unfolding in Melina's lab as Zach enters. When y'all see Zach step in, covered, drenched to the bone, um, the the darkened, wet cloth would normally hide the fact that he is bleeding. However, some of the blood has come out and is running down the exterior armor. Um, Zach looks drenched and he looks very serious as he enters the room. Not even Melina says anything as uh, she regards Zach's serious look on, her, on his face. Um, she slowly stands up and waits for you to speak, Zach. As you step into the room, everyone, everyone here sees you mean business. Everyone gets quiet. I'm going to ask the two of you questions, and I'm going to need you to give me direct, complete, and honest answers. But before we get to that, Joe, are you well? Oh, a little lightheaded, a little bit damp, but uh, whole. And I am told that I, uh, you, you got me and Atticus back, so I appreciate that of you. Um, I'm a little slow on the uptake right now as I refill my horrible f- flesh vessel with fluids, but I'm doing okay. Why did hey, you run? It's a delightful run? flesh vessel. Thanks. Why did you run? Because I needed to separate from the time terror. You ran I... from the time terror. No, not necessarily. Well, yes. I, I needed, I think, and she kind of looks at Ozzy like a, eh, am I okay? Like, it's like an, am I good to talk thing? Like, um, Ozzy's going to look across the infirmary. This is not even just that Molina is here. <laughs> There's yeah. also just like two people random here. people in here too, <laughs> just chilling. Yeah. Joe's inclination is literally always going to be to answer the question. And so she was like, fully like, uh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was a back room that Melina went into for the tea. If I catch Melina's eye and then look to the back, like, can we can we use the space kind of look? Um, I'm gonna have you make your socials roll. Yeah, because <laughs> it's time it's time for you to use that which you were mightiest at. Hey, so- now I haven't I haven't broke I didn't break it that hard. I was gentle. Yeah. Well, also, I didn't give you, I didn't give you lacy free raises on every damn thing. Superpowers. I couldn't use those for social checks anyway. (laughs) Those, well, like, certainly wouldn't. So, uh, yeah. So, Melina, you're rolling against her. So, her difficulty is four. Okay. So, go ahead and you need a 12 or better before you get any assets or effort spent. All right. Um, I have a Two levels of skill in uh, positive social interactions. Okie dokie. All right. I, a cute mammal who is cute and thereby enhances positive social interactions. Okay. Yep. All right. Another asset. And I have a point of intellect. Okie dokie. Okay. Thank you. 
So so that's going to bring it from four down to three down to two. So you need a six or better. Oh that's no, uh, the specialization in the in the positive social interactions. Oh okay. So then wait. Oh yeah, so zero. That's zero. Yeah, that's zero. Okay. So Melina. That's all I've got. That's Melina? that's that's all. It it, it sure. won't get worse no, than that. I promise. Of course not. Of course. So Melina eyes you for a moment, and you can see there is a bit of hesitation on her face. You can see she wants to know what's going on, but she does regard the other two randos that are here <laughs> um, who are very much interested in what's going on. Melina gives you a look, Zach, like you can already read what the old lady wants. She wants to know what this is about later. But then she nods and motions you guys towards the door. And as you're headed, as everyone's headed into the other room, you hear her lovingly, but kind of like angry mama say, don't bleed on my floor. I'll do my best to avoid it. You guys head into the back room. It's okay. I already owe her a floor clean. If you do, I'll get it. You enter into the back room. It is a large open space that immediately strikes you all as a, a room that is frozen in time. You see a holographic projection of a family that is next to what looks like a very comfortable looking bed. The holographic projection is just beaming out. You see a woman and three children. Um, she's got one on her, on her shoulders. Um, it looks like uh, you see an, ex the, it looks like a skyline is behind her and the whole thing is animated. So the kids are laughing and she's smiling and you see things flying through the air that are not pterosaurs in the background. Um, you also see there's a couple of contraptions and gadgets in here that you suspect are probably from Kaleno City or maybe artifacts uh, from Kaleno City. Not actual literal artifacts, but, you know, accoutrement, as it were, from Kaleno. Um, the place looks like it has been kept up. does not resemble a lot of the bedrooms that you see here in the Cretaceous period, certainly not in Silver Creek. Um, each of you kind of, without having to make a roll, each of you kind of gets the impression that you're looking at what a bedroom might have looked like back on Earth, where she is from. Not Earth, where you are now. The images you see as you lean in, anybody who takes a closer look at them will notice the woman in the picture who looks like she's probably in her mid-20s is, has to be Melina. It's a beautiful room right now that is well lit with the ambient glow of light and the hurricane force winds that are slamming rain into the walls outside are just a very relaxing patter of thousands of sheets of rain just against this sort of glowing glossed window. The Satie bunker sites, these, these sort of modular scientific laboratories, you two would know this in particular being from Kaleno City, these were designed to exist in any environment. These could be set down on the surface of Venus and they'll be fine. They are designed to endure. You're getting like a good look at space age tech here and how comfortable it was to live in these back in their heyday. You have this large open space. It's about 300 square feet in here. Is there a chair? Because there's I think a chair. Joe needs chair this. Has, yeah. There's Molina the chair. Is yeah. In the trip. Uh for for what it's it's worth before this this starts rolling too long. If I'm if I elevator arm the door for Melina, would she like to join? Like um, it was really it was not it was not Melina. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't seem to immediately okay. follow in, no. Okay. All right. It would be rude to to 
yoink a room of someone's own house. Sure. Plus it's, <laughs> you know, Melina. Yeah. All right. You guys have the room right now. One uh, second. Just checking stream. Oh. We good? I'm double checking. Double checking. I'm petting Vern. <laughs> okay, we are good. All right. Yeah, Joe Joe finds a seat, sits down, and says, like the walk blood blood loss, not great. Not a great I know she's re she's refueling, but like just gonna take century or and she just sits down and goes, Okay, can you repeat the question, please? Why did you run? Right. And this time you're gonna answer the question without trying to avoid mentioning the object that you have. Oh, he already knows. Okay. Um, yes, the object needed to be separated from the time terror. Why? Still looking into it. Need more data on that front, but it needed to be separated based on prior interactions. I'm. I have several theories, but the main one being that uh, being in in contact with other time sensitive uh, individuals or events might stir it up worse than uh, it would have otherwise been. So the time terror probably would have already existed, but I think it was being made worse via Larson effect, like the, the feedback from a microphone and a stereo that feed back into itself and, and, and amp itself up. And so I took a chance at getting it out. Uh, and hopefully it, it might be something here too, though. Mm -hmm. I think Silver Creek's weird, but like in a good way though. Yeah. So you also you're bleeding. I think at that, I think at that, like, that's like the third mention of him bleeding. He's just gonna, like, take the armor off and just start wrapping. Okay. Joe, Joe had that towel that she was, like, trying to, like, dry off with. I think it's still over her shoulder. And I think she'll be like, oh, here. Then, like, we'll pass it over to you. So, I need to, I need to understand that the both of you brought a foreign object that you knew was hazardous into my home no, and you no. then kept it secret from us which has no. now attracted the attention of the butterflies who Excuse have told me? me very clearly that if I do not bring that item to them they are going to burn my home fire. to the ground is that where that maybe that's where the fire came from that, maybe it is, is that the, is that, the butterflies how would they have found out in the first what place else? I guess they might, we've been, we're not, I mean, to be fair, to, uh, we're not very, uh, we're not, as you might know, we're not very adaptive. Okay, but we weren't oh, here they, using they, they it for anything. Well, they could have been watching us. I okay, get, I what were they watching us it. doing? Making popcorn? Well, that's fair. I guess it didn't come out at all. Um, but so to, how to your did point, they find out? I don't know. To, to, to your point, she turns back to oh, Zach. Yeah. To your point. Um, <laughs> no. Sort of. I missed the third one. And we didn't know about the butterflies. Um, you kept we, a secret. So, well, we've we, only been we, here for for like twelve hours. We didn't get a chance to. It was on our it was on our plate to talk to Doctor Molina, but the time terror. Paper about it as well, and yeah, it was on the to do list. It's just the time terror happened before we got a chance to. Yeah, you weren't even here. Yeah. I think Zach's gonna just take a deep breath and look at <laughs> look at that hologram, and <laughs> you know, back then they didn't need people like me. 
they need people like me now because everything here is trying to kill us. And it doesn't make my job any easier knowing or having two people that seem so determined to die. The two people that just are so intelligent and so thoughtless at the same time. I can assure you that uh, thought did go into the actions of today that was calculated and on purpose. I did leave on purpose. You there ran, was a point. You ran directly into Grim Swamp. Yes, and I separated the time terror from the item. And from what I've heard, the effects seem to have nearly after I left seem to die down. So I would say that it was a risk that was taken not lightly, but with preparation. I moved and, you know, what's the, the life of one, the life of many? If I was able to stop others from being hurt by these passages of time forward or backwards, then what is the problem? I think I feel I may have done you a service. I know you don't know me and I don't know you, but if the point is to protect the city, I feel I'm being reprimanded for doing what you would have wanted in the first place. What I would have wanted in the first place was to be aware of this object so that we can get our brightest minds to come up with a conclusive risk assessment. And, and while you were halfway into the forest, that was what we were trying to do. And a hurricane happened, my guy. I really appreciate the compliment that I might in any way be intelligent because that's entirely just rubbing off of her. But I would ask you, would we be so determined if it weren't? for some kind of a good reason? Dr. Adrian Becker is 107 years old. Dr. Amelia Molina is 115 years old. Did you, did you seek out the counsel of either of them? Because that is what, that would have been what I would have done, my Hurricane! God! As was stated, we have only been here 12 hours, and that, again, was on our to-do list. I have time. walked in this goddamn hurricane all day. I would have taken it to them myself. But you ran into a swamp, almost getting devoured by Grimm, and you, when your friend was unconscious, decided to stick around to play with more technology. Almost. To not put Adrian Becker and Dr. Molina in more of harm's way. You know what? I, Fine. I will be out when the storm is. Because I don't want those people to get hurt. Fine. Silver Creek isn't the place that I thought it was. Okay. That's, you know what? That's fair enough. 
You leaving is no longer an option. The butterflies have made it very clear that whatever you have, they want it. And if they do not get it, then my home burns. And that will not happen. I How quickly can we build a decoy? Oh, that would be a we could if we could make an attempt at that. I don't see why not. How would they know what's in this anyway? It has to be I'll nothing but rumor. And unless they want to out themselves as having any understanding of the technology they're trying to get, how would they be able to confirm whether or not it's what they think it is? How would they know? How, how many? Know? How many times must your deviations and deceptions and schemes fail before you realize that you're not as smart as you think you are? You asked, you tell me that you wanted to avoid putting people in danger. You didn't want them to be in danger. Well, let me tell you this. The danger that you can see coming is far less dangerous than the danger you have no idea of. And because you two wanted to keep it secret, we are now at a disadvantage. 15 families, 15 of them. Again, keeping secret was not part of the plan. Hurricane. And I, 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 I posit to you that the plans that we're making are, again, to avoid trouble and for you in the future. We don't know what their intentions are with this piece of technology. The fact that they're interested in a piece of technology they that they know so intimately. But did they say that to you? Yes. Do you believe them? Do you know them? Do you have rapport with them? We don't know what they could. They could pose more of a threat with it. We're simply positing that maybe we make a decoy and then get out. They have their piece of garbage or whatever they think they can destroy. If that's what they want to do, then they destroy it. And if not, then they don't have a piece of technology that could possibly hurt you further. We're, we're trying to stop more possible damage. The thing that you said we can't see, maybe you can't see it either. And if your deception is discovered, then what of Silver Creek? Then we take it from there. Fifteen families. I do not care what this trinket is. I do not care what they want to do with it. I care about fifteen families. And if they want, what they want with it is to cause further harm, then what then? They want to destroy it. Everything about the butterflies is, their, is, is about their obsession with destroying the technology that you people are obsessed with finding. You both are mad. I'm going to do a GM intrusion. Yay! <laughs> also, everybody? Yes, okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, chat. I I've I got something to check in. Okay. Um uh so this is an intrusion technically. I'm gonna put this intrusion on I think oh you know what? It it I'm gonna put this intrusion on Ozzy. Would you All like right. it or would you like to spend to reject it? No, I'll take it for myself. I'll take. I don't. 
short of take the hurricane taking the roof off, I don't see how it's getting any worse. Frank. <laughs> okay. Go for um, it. Crackling comes through a calm that you have. Your that little calm thing that you had on you. Mm -hmm. Um and you hear Ozzy, are you there? It's Michael Yen. Um, I have to take this. And as you say, I, I have to take this. You say, we're going to break into site 00E. Do you, do you want to get in on this? <laughs> Only Ozzy is hearing that, correct? No, that's the GM. No, that's the GM intrusion. I don't think I know what that is. So, <laughs> the GM intrusion? Joe is, Joe is, no, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Joe doesn't. Joe has no idea what that's what right, that right, site right. is and just is like it's a super secret site you hear in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody nobody can know about it, but we think we're gonna unravel this mystery and figure out everything that's going on, and it might be connected to this, this incredibly secret site. And um, um uh, uh, Mr. Michael Yen, yeah, uh, possible as to, um, if you can't if hear you as he's talking through the okay. channels. Um it is yeah, you you start Mr. Yen, and he just keeps going. He says, "Yeah, we, we think because of the temporal anomalies that have been happening, we think we can actually subdue the dangers to Silver Creek by figuring out the source. And it, we think that source actually might be somehow linked to the Forbidden Rocks, which you know is a dangerous place to go. We're not supposed to go there, but I believe that this is the way to fix the problem. Are you in?" Uh, Joe turns to Zach and says, "We had nothing to do with this." Zach is going to take his car. Okay. Michael. <laughs> uh, this is go for Yen. Michael, what are you doing right now? Uh, right now I'm entertaining company. I've got, uh, <laughs> got some friends over here. Clover and Dahlia are here. You remembered our conversation. You have dissuaded them from doing anything reckless, right, Michael? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. So you wouldn't be going to any hidden secret sites. You know, the one place that no one in Silver Creek should be going to. Right, Michael? Well, so to answer that, first of all, no, that's not accurate. Because um, that, that is what we're going to do. And the, the other part, too, is, is that um, I, I did try to dissuade them, as you instructed. I just failed. Uh -huh. So it, would you like to come with us? I'll be right there, Michael. Oh, good. Um, do me a favor. Um, are you at Melina's lab? Yes, yeah, Michael. we're all here right now. <laughs> um, Melina's not nearby. She can't hear me, can she? No, I invited her, but she was in the other room. Apparently, Wait. that's a really, really wrong thing to have done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, real quick, before you guys head over here, um, could you please grab me one of the scanners off of Melina's desk and bring it with you? I need to get into this tech device that we are having a lot of trouble opening, and I'm almost sure that's going to help us. I'm almost uh, sure. <laughs> um, and now that we've got comms, op comms open on this side, uh, Joe goes, uh, Mr. Michael Yen, um, might I also accompany? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I, th I think this is, I think this is the real ticket to uncovering something here. I think, I think all the weird time shenanigans that have been happening lately in the center of town. I think it might have something to do with the device you guys brought, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it's much bigger than that. In fact, I think the problem has been here the whole time and that your device just uncovered it. Um, it. But, nice. but I can't know for sure until I figure out if this thing is attached to the forbidden Sati site that we will almost certainly 
uh, be put in front of a tribunal for and possibly <laughs> exiled if we get caught. So if you guys could keep this in the download, that would be great because no one's going to take care of the Hatties like me if I get tossed out. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm about to get exiled anyway. I'll talk to you later. I think I think Joe just looks to Zach like, what is the what what do we got after that? After all that, what did we just what is on the face? What are you? I think it's it's almost just like the the wind has been knocked out of him, and he just for he he slumps into a chair. Zach is not a slumping person. Like, this is just <laughs> it's just the weight of it all. It just finally crushes it. It is just. No matter what I tell any of you, no matter what I do to stop you, you're going to do this, aren't you? Mm. If you have some relevant information that could potentially alter the trajectory, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it? It's a pilot study, but it doesn't have a plane, which is not the way pilot studies should be, right, Joe? Ah, planes, those things you've all heard from your youth. <laughs> planes, they're geometrical. It's almost like all of you are so oblivious to the fact that everything here wants us dead at all times. I I I I I don't understand. Cause I can't fix it or address it or really do anything about it the way that you can, you'll notice I can't really even carry a stick to whack things with. It's just not what I do. So I gotta do other stuff to help. And maybe I don't get the way that you help. And you sure don't get the way that I help. We're both helping. The way I help is to make it so you don't have to worry about all those things. All the creatures, the plant life, the hazards, the butterflies. I'm just the sword and the shield and I. And maybe it's okay to let someone else shoulder it on occasion or at least you know maybe someone who knows some technology or other insightful ways to make them weigh a little less this is a bad metaphor but what is what is this fascination with technology i can't lift the sword are you kidding me that's i can't i can't tell you i can wield the sword and shield for you i'm just i'm throwing it was a bad metaphor i'm just I, it's okay it's okay to let other people come at problems from different angles so that you don't have to carry all that weight yourself i'm going to throw in a gm intrusion right now yeah. Yeah. And it's on to be gone zach <laughs> so by the way gets my uh intrusion xp i didn't get okay go 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 uh, Zach, do you want? You don't have to accept the game intrusion. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna take this. You know, you play with me. You always like, at this table. Would you like to donate that XP to? I'll give it right back to Sam. Okay. <laughs> um, you hear it through your comms. Your ten minutes is up. I'm on my way. And it cuts off. 
I've got less than three seconds to decide what to do with all of you, or three minutes to decide what to do with all of you. If you insist on doing, if you insist to going to that facility, I have no choice but to turn you in and to have you all exiled. That seems very logical. Yeah, you do what you gotta do. I mean, it's really going to suck because, like, realistically, where is even the next closest settlement? So probably we are going to die. Like, I should point that out. I haven't. 12 hours will not get rid of the sunburn. 12 years will not get rid of the sunburn. We get exiled. I'm going to lay in another one immediately, even if I stay under the frill this time. Mm -hmm. You think maybe Michael Yen will lend us some sunscreen before we get exiled? Yeah, I bet. It's not funny. This is serious! The doors slide open. And you see the silhouette of a five-foot-five Latino woman wielding a cane, just calmly standing there. She steps into the room and turns around and just presses the button as the door slides close behind her. And Melina turns to everybody and says, Your voices are carrying. I don't know what's being said in here, but everyone's being awfully loud. Apologies. Um. Yeah, I brought a device with me. Um, I thought maybe Sati would have a problem with that. I didn't expect the butterflies to. I don't know how they found out. And I don't know what they could possibly know about it unless they were collaborating with Sati. And I was going to mm. tell you, but a hurricane happened. Anyway, mm. uh, if you... if you want to help us figure it out would be really welcome if you don't want it in your town. Um, I hope yeah, Michael Yen gives a sunscreen. There you go. To Zach. It's, it's about caught up. Yeah. They've made plans to go to the forbidden facility. They'll she sits at that and she goes, how? To, to, to be clear, no plans on our part have been made we have yeah, just we been didn't make told plans i didn't know about the, there's a forbidden uh, facility here that's actually that sounds way cooler yeah. they will be joined with delilah clover michael oh, yeah. yin potentially these two and me dead silence falls in the room back at dahlia's residence michael yen steps into the room with a bag puts it down and he goes okay i think i've got enough for everybody i've never done anything like this before in my life this is actually kind of exciting um i i, I hate to admit this but i've kind of always wanted to go there i mean you call it the forbidden rocks and i'm a scientist like what do you expect right um all right so i've got about a day's worth of comms go off Michael, could you please report? I'm sorry, you just said please report? Did you finish that sentence? Hello? Again, she comes off the comms. Report to me, Michael. Now? Uh, okay. 
it's still a hurricane outside. Is it okay if I wait until after the life-threatening storm? Now, please. He looks up at the two of you and goes, Oh, she knows. She, yeah, she knows. I'm sorry, how does she know? Are there listening devices in all of these places? Oh. I have a hypothesis. I got a theory. Very easy to test. Dahlia, will you step into the room just around the corner? Sure. She moves around and he gets on the comm and goes, Dahlia, can you hear me? And you hear Michael Yin's voice in the other room and he goes, I guess I told her. And that's where we're going to stop tonight's game. <laughs> that is going to be the end. Oh, I love y'all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> As a plan was both established and destroyed <laughs> in a time span of 10 minutes. Um, I've never even oh, seen... we're still going. It's <laughs> still happening. Um, right. um, everyone gains a point of XP tonight. Woo! Right off the bat. Um... And then uh, gain a second point because everyone gained, everyone uncovered stuff this evening. Everyone uncovered secrets and uh, information and data and had good stuff. So two XP right off the bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> glorious. <laughs> wow. Just, just absolute chaos um total poor zach preaching to people who he ha who have like no ba like no background in who he is what his authority is and are really only see like things yeah. at face value poor guy just like <laughs> arguing with a brick wall with all of his like baggage and we're just like dude okay excommunicate us that makes perfect sense like poor guy okay and okay, he's just like, if y'all get excommunicated, you finna die! I know, it's gonna suck so bad, and I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> this poor dude, um, he doesn't know who he's trying to freaking talk to! <laughs> that is gonna wrap us out tonight, my friends. Um, thank you so much for joining us for Chapter 6 of Legacy of Silver Creek. We will be back next Monday night for Chapter 7. Thank you again. We'll see you 65 million years from now. Bye! As we wrap up today's thrilling recording on Predation, remember that you can catch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Althaven every Monday night at 6pm PST. Explore our diverse podcast library, from the $2 creature feature to pest control and beyond. Dive into our rich archive, featuring everything from the eerie mysteries of ghosts and werewolves to the epic adventures of Star Trek and superheroes. Your continued support fuels Althaven's journey, so please consider supporting us on Ko-Fi to help create more shows like this. Join our lively Discord community to stay updated on upcoming Haven events. Until next time, keep exploring, keep listening, and keep the Haven spirit alive. Thank you for being a cherished part of Althaven.